With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. How's it going on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner, and this is Off the Bench, your top sports talk show here on XLR, Lanner University Radio. I am joined again from last week, Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. Guys, say what's up to the show. Uh, what's poppin'? Oh, and quick shout out. It's my mom's 40th today. Just wanted to say happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday to Chris's mom. Well, you got a 40. That's pretty good. Pretty good milestone there. Yeah. All right. But we have a ton of sports going on. Obviously, championship weekend for the NFL, NFC, AFC conferences coming up. And we're going to get to that at the end of the show. We'll be talking that last and then getting into our game picks and finishing all that there. But we're going to start off with the NBA here tons of news coming out of the NBA. The season obviously started really late in, in December this year. Interesting season so far. A lot of teams going up and down, but one of the biggest headlines so far this season has been Kyrie Irving and his absence from the Nets. We talked a bit about this kind of last week with the James Harden trade and the super team that's going to be going on down in the Nets now, but uh, Kyrie Irving has missed the last seven games. He's set to debut tonight against the Cavaliers, but he was missing these games because he, he came up with a news conference like yesterday and he was talking about like um, like mental health issues. He had some family issues and COVID stuff. Took him off of, uh, took him away from playing. But how do you guys feel more about like the absence and like what this really meant for the Nets and if that really affected them and if the Nets should continue to keep him if he's going to be kind of a off the court kind of problem? Well, I mean, if he's going to continue with the drama, I mean, I, no team really wants to deal with that. So. I mean that it all depends. I mean, he's a tremendous player, tremendous talent, and he brings a lot to any organization that he that he plays for. But the drama is, you know, it gets taxing after a while on these organizations. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of up up to that. Well, if you're going to be positive on the court, you got to be positive off the court with all your things that are going on that are bigger in life than basketball. So if he doesn't get those things straightened out soon, uh, I mean, I understand some of those things are out of his control. But if uh, he doesn't get them straightened out, it would probably be best for Brooklyn to let him go elsewhere, maybe a Cleveland reunion or something. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I agree with that. I get, like, all this, like, he had to deal with a lot of stuff. He was, in his press conference, he was saying things like, you know, he was dealing with these issues. It wasn't really being specific on what they were, but he was dabbling into, like, mental health and stuff and saying he didn't really want to, talk about it to the public and he was telling his teammates some stuff but not really and like no one really knows who he is like inside he's dealing with his own issues and I completely get that a lot of players in the past have come out and said issues like that Kevin Love was a big guy a couple years ago with that Dak Prescott Hunter Henry talked about it this past uh, NFL season but and I don't think wrong with that you know but my only issue with the whole situation is just that he didn't tell anybody about it like it was such a mystery going on this entire month really about where he's been and what he's been up to people there was like one thing where he was like at parties and he was getting COVID violations which I think that did happen and that's why he had to sit out a couple more games at the end of the stint but uh going like he just completely disappeared off the face of the earth and again not an issue with it just communicate with your team a little bit better 
Uh, that's why, like, Kevin Love, when that happened to him and Dak Prescott, people weren't getting mad at them for that because they communicated about it. And they weren't just, like, skipping games for no reason. Because in the public eye, it was for no reason. People thought, oh, maybe he's just gone to Cabo to party for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to Harden, and he got let go by the Rockets, and they weren't yeah. having none of it. So, I yeah. mean, you, you don't really know since he's kind of keeping it behind a curtain. Yeah, it's like it, it was like in the news conference, and then I listened to like some other like reporters talking about it. It kind of seemed like Kyrie just like thought the public wasn't worthy enough to know his issues. Like, oh, you're not good enough to know what I'm going through. You don't deserve to know what I'm going through. But then the other side of that is if you don't tell the public and the news reporters and your team, then everyone's going to just assume the worst. Like, oh, you're ditching the team. You're bailing on them for no reason. If you had just come out and said, hey, I got some personal stuff with my family and myself I got to deal with, get myself right so I can come back and play even better basketball for you guys, I'm sure the fans and the public will understand, especially once you just got James Harden. They'll be, oh, yeah, fine, you know. Exactly. Go out. We got James Harden to, to take your place for a little bit. Exactly. But if he had just come out and said that, I feel like there would have been no issue. But there's been, like, constant talk over the last couple of weeks just what he's doing and whether he should retire because he's been having a lot of these off-court issues or whether he should get traded away. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all just speculation. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't think I mean obviously the question at hand was like will the Nets trade them away and that's been a, a question some bit but I don't think they're going to end up doing that and if they do or if if Kyrie Irving decides to disappear off the face of the earth again for a second time this season I don't think it's going to hurt the Nets too too badly I mean obviously James Harden coming in is a huge help but even with just KD and, and Harden they're finals favorites probably just at least make it yeah I don't know how well they're going to fair in winning the finals because you still got to go through the Lakers and the teams out west which they're all powerhouses at this point but exactly Mm -hmm. it just I feel like they're going to go to the finals without Kyrie Kyrie might be the edge that can put them over the top and win the finals but again the uncertainty if he's on and off the court for this entire rest of the season it's going to cause a locker room issue and stuff people just want to know what's going on and uh well I mean how we were talking about last week how they all have big egos and are all going to want the big plays and to end the game I mean that would might help with that situation I mean that takes out one of the key factors one one more factor oh yeah you're right yeah Yeah. it's kind of weird how uh all these guys have come out like nowhere here the past couple of years Mm -hmm. with all these issues like Kyrie on Cleveland wasn't this bad from what I remember. Yeah, and now he's turned into a flat yeah, earther. I, mean, like, I would love to know the guy who got into Kyrie's head uh, when LeBron was there. Yeah, because obviously somebody told him something, and he's gone AWOL ever since. It's probably just, LeBron was probably keeping him sane. He was probably yeah. screaming at him every day. Well, then the more the more money they're paying him, you know, and as time goes on and his culture changes, they're all starting to you know become more like philosophical thinkers almost (laughs) instead of athletes like which isn't all the way all the time bad right yeah but like their main goal should be you know playing to the sport whatever it may be yeah like you're i mean you're a basketball player but you're still allowed to have your own opinions and stuff you can go out and do political statements if you want no problem with that at all the the flat earth thing's a little different (laughs) though i will i'll never give Kyrie credit for believing the earth's flat but uh yeah, I, I mean, literally, all this boils down to is he needs to have communicated better. He said he was telling his teammates and stuff. I don't know if he did that during his absence or just once he got back, like what was going on. But the fact that no teammate came out and said what was going on, they're either really good at keeping secrets and pinky promises or he really didn't tell his team or his, the organization or anything because they had no answers yeah. to where he was. So yeah. just completely surprising there. But this whole NBA season has been kind of surprising so far. I mean, even like last season in the bubble it was crazy, obviously, seeing the Miami Heat go to the finals. Shout out to them. But uh, just insane things going on with the bubble. And then finally we're getting to see all these teams coming back and playing, not just the, what was it, like 16 that was in the bubble or however many it was. But um, 
so far the season that most teams COVID has affected some of it but they've all played around like 12 to 13 14 games at this point yep has there been any team so far to you two that's really shocked you either good or bad surprising or disappointing that you know we should touch on you know any really surprising teams doing really well or better than we expected that should be highlighted this season um well i recently i was looking at the suns and they looked mm-hmm. like they were doing well i mean they went from not great last year to i mean i know they added chris paul to uh to their roster their young roster with uh Aiton and booker and mm-hmm. i think he's just helped them tremendously and um i guess i've been pleasantly surprised with them and kind of surprised with the timberwolves <laughs> shout out to cole uh i thought they'd be a little bit better but i know they've had some problems with uh carl anthony towns here with you know his health and and everything and just getting them on the court but uh, i think once he gets healthy and that team gets rolling they'll be they'll be fine but those are the only shockers i've really thought the timberwolves need to like move on from kt like it's yeah. he's been there for what like half a decade or longer at this point he's been there for i think since like 2014 yeah i mean he's a good he's a solid ball player and all but i just don't think he's really contributed much that that team organization hasn't grown at all since then you know they brought they had like what was it jimmy butler and derrick rose they've had both of them or at least at least Butler yeah. came in, did some good things, and Butler wasn't happy with the organization. He shipped out to I think Philly at the point at the time, but they just they need a whole rebuild at this point. They just haven't looked any good. They're consistently in the bottom or fighting for like the bottom playoff spots and then getting nowhere in the in the playoffs. So shipping off KAT to some kind of contender, I'm sure someone would, would take him at this point. He's not completely washed just yet, but they just need to start over at this point. I would agree. Yeah, I mean one and nine in their last ten games, like you said, Chris. It's just. Uh, I mean, of all years, this is this is a weird. I mean, last year was a silly season. This is a silly season as well. Just just fix your things now, you know. Scratch it off. Deal with the next year. Yeah, I know that from what Cole. He's really intelligent with the NBA. He was telling us that Cat uh, just it's not. He's not the same person anymore. No, he he's even not. Said he's kind of like the same thing that's apparently going on with Kyrie. Is yeah. it's, uh, after Cat lost his mom, mm-hmm. he's been yeah. having some mental toughness. Yeah, and you can understand that. Yeah, he, yeah, he's had a, he's had probably the worst off season or 2020 of anybody yeah. in like yeah. the U.S. Like it was terrible. Yeah, but for the Timberwolves, like I mean, even even all, all that, I just think he hasn't been the same ball player in a lot of years. Like right. I just don't. I mean, just just the eyeball test watching him, it just hasn't looked that great. I just think you know they could still get some good capital off of him. Just you know, ship him out. NBA is all about trading people. Yeah. I mean, you see the successful teams now; they're teams that change their superstars forever. You know, like like all the time. The Nets looked like you know they had well, who was it? Um, uh, who who is it? D'Andre Russell. They had mm-hmm. Russell for like a couple of years, looked really good. And we we're like, oh, they're you know they're up and coming. Right. They, you ship him away to. <laughs> Golden, Golden State, State, and now you bring in three superstars in Kyrie, KD, and Harden. Yeah. You're a completely different team. That's just how the NBA works at this point. Yeah. You've seen the way the the uh, the Thunder have completely changed their roster like three times in the last three years, like, and they're they're not super successful. They're like a solid like six seven seed, but uh, it's still that you know, the NBA is a player centric. You got to shift around and try different things until yeah. it works. I mean, look at the Lakers. They went from bottom of the league to now they're championship favorites yeah. year in year out yeah exactly three years or two years at least i don't know i mean uh this year i guess i'd say i'm kind of impressed with the celtics they kind of mm-hmm. they're kind of like under the radar they're not like yeah they're that, first in the east right now yeah aren't they're, they? they're yeah they are but they're not like that great of a team but i mean they all got that good chemistry rolling together and they don't really i mean jason tatum's a big name and kim right. was a big name but they're not like 
you know, MVP candidates. Right. They're not every like year. over the top, you know, top yeah, three I mean, guys in the league. Tatum's been playing really well this season, and I strictly know this because I watched some highlights and he's on my fantasy team in one of my leagues, so he's been playing pretty good. Yeah. Kemba's been out a lot of the year. I know that because he's on my other fantasy basketball team and he's killing me right now. Dang. But they're not, I mean, they're playing pretty solid. Jason Tatum, this is like, I think this is his year. The Celtics have shipped off a lot of the players they used to have, you know, Rozier and, and Gordon Hayward. They used yeah. to have them in like the four tandem in Boston. Both of those guys are now in Charlotte. And this is really Tatum's year to show off, like, he can be the superstar leader of a team. He can average, you know, the 20, 28, 30 points a game and lead this team. Number one, number one overall seed right now, they can beat out the Bucks and keep them from winning a third straight number one overall seed. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have many more complimentary players like they used to have anymore either. I mean, mm-hmm. Kyrie was obviously there, and he's been gone for two years now, and Al Horford was a good little piece that they had there, and he's in, what, Philadelphia now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, who are, you know, respectable Jaylen players. Jalen Brown's been playing well. Yeah, he's been having yeah. 26 points a game yeah. this yeah. season, I think. Yeah, they're respectable players, but, you know, they're not superstars either. They're yeah. almost like the, the Raptors have been the last couple of years with not, like, superstar talent. They just yeah. operate very well on the court together. Yeah, I mean, and that's what got the Heat to the finals last year. Right. It works. It works sometimes. You yeah. know, you don't always yeah. need a superstar, but you usually need, like, one guy you need you know, to rely the last minute shot on, and that's Jason Tatum. Right. He could take your last shot. Yeah. He's a superstar I mean, at this he's point. He's been clutch in many different occasions. Right? No, I mean, Kemba's been known to pop right. one with Kemba a few as well. seconds left, mm-hmm. too. And Jalen Brown's done the same, I know, with a couple clutch shots. He's dropped, like, 40-point games a lot. I feel yeah. like he's just like that. He'll either drop 10 or 40. Yeah. <laughs> a team, I'll say, I just said a little bit ago, the, the Charlotte Hornets, um, I mean, they're not very good so far. They're 6-8, 10th in the East, but I feel like – it's better than they've been. You know, they're usually like three and ten at this point. But I'll, I'll, I'll just highlight the heat or the Hornets just a little bit. Like I think they're gonna they're coming of age. They are really quickly, and they play attractive basketball. Yeah, I like their game. Lamelo Ball, as much as we get kind of annoyed by the Ball family, he's been pretty good as a rookie off the bench so far. He leads in almost every rookie category: assists, points per game, all that kind of stuff. Yep. He leads in a lot of those categories. He's playing very good ball down in Charlotte, and it's exciting to have one of our hometown teams playing decent. I mean, they're not the record doesn't show really, but I don't think they've been playing that bad. Gordon Gordon Hayward has been tremendous. He's averaging, I think, like what is it, twenty two points a game. They they play a lot like what we were just talking about the Celtics. They have a lot of guys that score around fifteen to twenty points a game. Yeah. A lot of complimentary basketball, mm-hmm. and they play tough. They play really tough a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah, I mean Terry Rozier's there. He's a mm-hmm. respectable player. Gordon Hayward. I mean, I would. He's probably the team leader. I mean, he's probably yeah. been in the NBA the longest out of anybody on that team. Devontae Graham too. I mean, he's yeah. Was he like most improved player this past year? He was in the running for it or something. Or? I don't know, but I mean. He kind of he was the star player on that team last mm-hmm. year as a no name, and PJ Washington's another guy who's yeah. not too bad either. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of decent guys. Yeah, you know, I think Lamelo was the perfect pick to add some spunk to the to the Hornets, you know, and he's going to be great here in the next couple of years and fun to watch. If anything, yeah. it's just added publicity to Charlotte because yeah. you know, small market team, and I, you see Lamelo and Charlotte highlights all over like Sports Center and the NBA Twitter pages and stuff now, just because you know Lamelo's a big name. It's well, like drafting yeah. Zion I mean, or something. He's a right? ball brother. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get you it's recognition. Free, yeah, it's free publicity that's, automatically. That's what probably what, I mean. Jordan Michael Jordan, you know, he's owned there. He's drafted awful for Charlotte in a long time. Yeah. Up until like really recently, PJ Washington was a good pick, and now Lamella Ball was a good pick. I mean, the only one I could think of before that's Kimba, and that's in like 2009. Yeah, that was for that was when they were the Bobcats still. Yeah, like, like that <laughs> like was their last really good, really good like yeah. first round pick. They haven't. I mean, they were like weren't they like seven and like sixty something like one year they were. I'm not terrible. Sure. I would I would believe that. I think that was back in like maybe 2010 or something. They were terrible, but uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the NBA, but. 
you know, we, we love talking NBA. It's so much fun. But <laughs> I, I will like the I think I think the Hornets. I think they'll make the playoffs this year. I think they have a really good chance. They just got to keep building their those 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 young players, and, and they'll get there. I think I think the East is pretty wide open this year with well, the, the way East, we've seen a lot of the players, yeah. a lot I of mean, the teams. On the other side, though, like uh, a team that has about the same record in the West is the Mavericks, mm-hmm. and you would think they'd be you know killing it like the Jazz or the Clippers or the Lakers yeah, especially. right now, and. Doncic and Porzingis and all their complimentary pieces they ain't doing jack. <laughs> I haven't haven't followed the the Mavs too closely this year. So yeah, that's a I did not. I, I mean, I I follow the NBA. I just don't follow it like as intently as the NFL. So hearing the Mavs aren't doing it good, I was like, oh okay, really? Didn't know that. Yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. I think Doncic is six and seven. Yeah, he's trying to do it all, and he's got getting no help at all. Yeah. None. They got. I mean, Doncic is a phenomenal player. They'll yes. build around him. It's just yeah. my you know my. Not take a year. They're they're gonna get they're gonna get to a conference finals in the next couple of years for sure. They're, oh yeah. Well, they're well coached. Well, Dallas is a good organization. Luka Doncic is a superstar. Perzingis, good complimentary player. So Very they'll get there. So. They'll get there at some point for yeah. sure. But we'll shift into the NFL because we have tons of topics to talk about in the NFL. I mean, I mean, we would have thought that just the championship games alone would have been a ton to talk about. I know me and Jameson spent like an entire two-hour segment just talking about the two games last year when this happened. It was, what, Titans and Chiefs and 49ers and Packers. This year, we, we, know, we were able to talk about the wild card games and the divisional games, which is a treat, but you know, now we got these conference championship games, and you'd figure that would have attracted all the headlines, but tons of stuff has come out since then that's attracting more headlines, and we'll start off with the big news uh, Philip Rivers today announced his retirement, which came out of kind of today was kind of nowhere. I didn't think he was going to do it today, but uh, yeah. we all figured it was his last season or one of his last seasons this year with the Colts. Mm-hmm. He announced his retirement, and Drew Brees. Um, it was right before the Buccaneers Saints game in the divisional round. Jay Glazer reported that he's thinking of retiring or he's going to retire. Nothing official has been said about Drew Brees yet, but it's looking that way. That was his final year in new orleans do you think like for we'll start with drew Brees. do you think this was this is a smart move if he decides to end up retiring like this is his time to go yeah i i think so i mean the last couple of years just hasn't really gone the saints way but mm-hmm. you can't deny the greatness that drew Brees has shown in his entire career and, oh yeah i mean you know he's done he's done so much for that organization and uh i don't think it was a bad way to go out at all to lose to tom brady in the playoffs isn't isn't the worst thing in the world it happens to a lot of people but yeah um, no, I think I think it was a good way to go out in their stadium. You know, he got to say his goodbyes. I I, I think it was a good thing for for Drew. I saw something somewhere that said uh, where he said to Jameis Winston on the sidelines, "This is your team now." I couldn't read his lips to see if he actually said that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that as well. But uh, I did see that. But I think it would I think it would be smarter for him to save his body to have an yeah. enjoyable life with his family. Mm-hmm. You know, in the upcoming years, if he went ahead and retired, which I think he will too. Right. That would so. really surprise me. He said. I guess he won Jameis, but I feel like haven't the Saints been really high on Taysom Hill to be the starter after Breeze retires? I don't think so. Jameis Winston's more of an all-around quarterback. Tay- yeah. Taysom Hill just he enjoys playing football, <laughs> and if he gets put in an offensive tackle, he's going to go hard at whichever defense. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine they're going to run the, the two-quarterback system next year. I think, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll alternate kind of what they did with yeah. Breeze this year. Right. Well, it's good for trickery and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to to prepare for that's for sure yeah I mean, you got winston with the arm and Taysom with the legs so it's gonna be tough i did did they even run Taysom hill at all against the bucks like i, I feel he didn't like, play I he didn't play, he didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he was out aren't they like 
like 8-0 if he runs like 10 plays or something. There, I feel like I saw some stat where Taysom Hill, if he gets like 10 snaps, they're like undefeated or like 7-1 and one or something on the season. I don't know, man, but I know I would try to utilize them in as many positions as I could. Yeah, exactly. Put I'm wide sure they'll plan on doing that. I mean, run them at fullback for all you care, <laughs> linebacker or something. Exactly, yeah. I agree. I think now it's a good way for Drew Brees to go. I get that the game was pretty heartbreaking to watch. Obviously, he had the chance to, you know, it was like seven minutes left in the fourth. He had the chance to go and get a touchdown, do a pick. Uh, Buccaneers get another touchdown or field goal after that. Comes back, throws another pick, in yeah. which the second one was Jared Cook's fault. Yeah. It wasn't even Brees' fault. Hit him in the hands and fell off. But three interception game against Tom Brady, I mean, it happens to everybody. It literally happens to everybody. It and uh, I mean, that's just kind of like, you watch that and you're like, well, I mean, you know, Drew's just not the not Drew anymore. No, you know? I mean, you know, his arm is, is his arm's gone, weaker. Well, yeah, he he's got all these injuries. Broke so. ribs this year. Yeah, had I mean, a collapsed lung. I mean, that's a lot to it overcome. It's two straight. Didn't he? Let's see. Last year he broke his his wrist or his thumb, missed six games. This year he breaks like eleven ribs yeah. and then mm-hmm. collapses or punctures his lung, like Liam said. Yeah, I mean, he's getting all wizzy. Forty. Three or is he forty one? Forty one, forty two. Yeah, I think Brady's the forty three year old, and he's going to the NFC Championship game, and he looks better than ever he's ever played. That's just insane. I think if it weren't for the injuries, Drew might have stayed another year. But I think he just saw like the writing on the wall was like, I just can't take another year of this. No, I mean he's got to see the bigger picture. Yeah, I mean you have to. He's got a lot of life left to live, and may as well enjoy that with your family. I mean he's got enough money and has done enough for the sport. Yeah, he's done. I mean ton like huge for new orleans and i mean it's it's kind of sucks just for the new orleans fans you see all the memes like they've had so many heartbreaking playoff losses the last Mm -hmm. couple years i mean they have yeah like what was it minneapolis miracle 2017 2018 was the no call pass interference to they would have gone to the super bowl if that that didn't happen pi the other way yeah Yeah, and then offensive pass interference they didn't call with the vikings yeah with the vikings again and they they were what 13 and 3 and they lost in the wild card round to the vikings so that and it, the Vikings already left a sour taste in their mouth because of the Minneapolis Miracle in 2017. And then this year you just have an awful game at home against division rival Buccaneers and Tom Brady. And so tough way for the Saints to go out. But, I mean, they got the Super Bowl in 2011. That was huge for the city, especially after Katrina a couple years earlier. So yeah. Drew Brees did plenty for the city. And I'm sure they lo- they'll remember him forever. They love him forever. Oh, yeah. And at that point in time, my dad was still calling them the Aints from, like, <laughs> the 90s. And yeah, because they were, they were terrible for a long time, the yeah. Saints were. Yeah. I will say, like, kind of like off the topic, but this is a really good time for Breeze to leave because the Saints are going to be. I mean, have you all seen like the cap situation that the New Orleans Saints have mm-hmm. at this point? Mm-hmm. Saints, they're going to be like, there's. It's not official, but like, they're they're probably going to be very bad for the next couple of years. It's projected they're going to be ninety five to a hundred million dollars over the cap limit, which they have after the season once the final cap number comes out. That has to get down before the season starts, or else they're going to get penalized a ton. Mm-hmm. So. Drewbury's retiring will save a little bit of money, but they're going to have to cut and restructure everybody. Like, there's there's already been talks, you know, Michael Thomas is going to have to get traded, uh, Jared Cook gone, Cameron Jordan maybe restructured or traded. Um, a lot of the sense is, like, you know, big names like Janoris Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Brown, those guys are gone because they just take too much of a cap hit. They got to yeah. get Marcus Lattimore. Yeah, Marcus Lattimore as well. Like just, Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah, Marshawn. Yeah, Marshawn, whichever Sorry. of the. Uh, they're just going to get rid of everybody? Bros. Like they have to, like they either they're have gonna to, have to get rid of. They have to get half. rid of a lot. You can't get rid of these 
young pro bowlers. You don't think that, but the NFL and I mean, I know Goodell are going to tell you either. Yeah, but one you got. I would much rather get rid of the old guy, Emmanuel Sanders. I would definitely take. Because he's out. not taking. He's, ta- he's only. Yeah. You made me only save him eight he's, million. Yeah, he's going to get booted, but he's not going to free up that much in cap so space. They just signed Michael Thomas. He just breaks all these records. I'm not and now saying you're going to trade him. They're, no, they're going to. I think he's probably the one they're going to try to keep the hardest, along with Marshawn. Him. Lattimore, I, I I feel like Cameron Jordan. Thomas and maybe Lattimore, they're going to be the three. They're yeah. like, come into this meeting. Look, you either are going to be on an awful team with rookies or you restructure your contract right now. Well, they're not going to have, try to restructure I don't think much they're going to accept them. the restructuring. Exactly. They got their money. They want that money. I mean, I mean, you can restructure it's it not to the point yeah. where – you can restructure your contract not to the point where you get less money, but you get less money this year and you get more money later on. You yeah. know, So you still get your guaranteed. It just gets split up a different way to save more money. Yeah. But yeah, ninety-five to hundred million—they're the worst cap. They're like the worst cap situation in the NFL right now. Well, the thing is with them though too, they're all kind of like younger players on the better side of thirty. Yeah. So and they're like you know like Zach Ertz this year was really wanting a multi-year extension, but since he's kind of older, he didn't get it. No. But them, if they're if they get a one-year extension, that's you know worth twenty. Five million or whatever. I don't know what the heck they pay those fellas anymore. It's Tight ends would probably make around a good one. Would probably be like twelve. Well, I'm talking about like Michael Thomas. Oh, they, they're in the twenties. They're like yeah. receivers are like around the twenty twenty one. I imagine Michael Thomas is making bank now. Yeah, but, but like I don't like they'd rather have a one year contract that's that amount of money than be a loyal player to the Saints for less money now and more money. Yeah, later. I mean either way. Like I don't know what they're gonna do. If Drew Brees retires, I think they save like twenty something million, which is a, which is big. Yeah. But they just have to. I mean, they're gonna have to cut a lot of these younger guys, like you know, and just draft and get cheap contracts in the draft. Because I mean, nine, I mean, I don't even know how you accumulate ninety five to hundred million dollars over the cap. I mean. And we didn't it, talk about Kamara either. Yeah, he just another big money. Well, guy. he was getting. There were talks about him leaving. There were talks about him leaving when he got his contract, yeah. like when he was. Um, I don't think he ever hit free agency, but like when he was thinking of resigning, they're I mean, like, "Oh, yeah. should they get rid of him?" Or There's something. There's talks about everybody uh, leaving until they get paid, and then yeah. they get paid, and they're like, "Oh, I'm so happy." The, the public that. and like the the public and the fans, they hate running backs when they get paid. Like they hate it to death. They hate paying running backs because they never think it's worth it. Because you see so many rookie running backs come in, have one good season, and then you know they're awful next year. It's like their running backs are so and they're very injury prone. Yeah, they're very injury prone. I mean, yeah, look I mean, at what. You look at Todd Gurley. I mean, with the Rams, like he got hurt a lot. wasn't building wasn't worth his contract. Got traded to Atlanta. Zeke Elliott hasn't looked really that good in the last two years, especially you know he's getting paid what fifteen million a year. Kamara just got what was his contract? We have it was like probably know. fifteen sixteen a year for five years. And he misses games, you know, every couple of weeks. It yeah, seems like he's a stubby. Like, yeah, running backs they yeah, just well, get, he had the COVID thing going on, so yeah, they just get random like you know ankle injuries or something, and it always comes. But either way, the cap. Like, I bring it up now, but I feel like this cap issue is going to be it's going to be a big story this off season. It's not being talked about a ton right now, but come like you know the draft and the and the trade deadlines and all the free agency and all that, the Saints are going to move players. Like they're going every week, it's going to look like the Saints have moved somebody. It's going to happen. So you know, look at it now. But if Drew Brees retires, that will certainly help the situation a lot. It'll save them about about a fifth of what their cap situation is. So yeah, I mean. Might lose Taysom Hill, if I'm, if I'm being honest. How much? I don't even. What's his? I think he hasn't signed a contract yet. No, like a no, big one. Yeah, he signed like a one or two year deal, but it was like worth maybe. It was like seven, seven million a year. Million, yeah. yeah, not not it terrible. Could be a 
Him or Jameis could leave. Jamie, yeah, well, Jameis isn't worth big money, in my opinion. I'd keep Jameis on, like, a one-year $8 million, yeah. one-year $10 million. Depends on how valuable you see him, but... Or convince him to do what Cam Newton did. Cam Newton's on like a what one year one million deal with New Orleans or New England. I think that's just because he was desperate. He yeah. was desperate. He's, he's not even going to be the starter next year. Prove no. himself. I don't really know where he's going to go next year. He's gonna. He said, "Well, what's funny is Cam Newton's like, I want to be a starter. I'm not playing unless I'm a starter. He's not going to get a starting job no. anywhere. All Where's the, he going to go? All the teams that need a quarterback are either going to somehow trade for Watson or Wentz or someone in the free agency or try to trade for it, or they're going to draft one of the like six first round quarterbacks that we have this year. Exactly. Yeah, like New England would rather run with Trey Lance, who I think that's who they're going to draft, right. other than Cam Newton. Trey well, Lance is just a younger, healthier yeah, Cam Newton. There's a lot more value in him at the right. current moment than there is in Cam. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, Cam was an MVP. He took it kind of you know average team to the super bowl but now it's different yeah he got hurt like five or like five like three or four straight years and then out of the league and now he's with new england very bad exactly now i'll touch like we'll go back to the retirees philip rivers as well is announcing his retirement he's completely gone like he's out of the league he's retired he's officially announced it i say that because drew Brees hasn't officially said anything yet it's more like speculation but we all really think he's getting retired or he's going to retire Philip Rivers, I mean, not really too much to say on him. I mean, he had a fantastic career. I view him a lot in the same category as like Eli Manning. A lot of, there's been like I see all kinds of posts on social media like, oh, all the legends that we grew up with are going away because you know Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, they're all getting old. They're going to retire soon. That's who a lot of people like us. You know, mm-hmm. we're all nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Goats. Like that's who we grew up watching for the most part. And, you know. It started like, you know, Tony Romo retired, Eli Manning's gone now, and uh, now you got Drew Brees probably retiring, Phillip Rivers, all these kind of, you know, good, like the shotgun passer era of the NFL. It's kind of going away now. We're getting yeah. a lot of the, the dual threat mm-hmm. stuff, but Phillip Rivers never made it to a Super Bowl. He made it to a couple uh, AFC championships with the Chargers when they were really good back in the early 2000s with like Delinda Denny and Tomlinson and uh, Antonio Gates, but, right. you know. He played in like what, like four, I think it was like 240 straight games. He was like second in like consecutive starts. He yeah. never really missed a game. Played an AFC Championship game with a, a torn ACL of all things against the Patriots, and uh, ended up losing that game anyway. But you know, sad that he never reached Super Bowl. I think he had a pretty good career. I don't know if would you say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer or second ballot? How how quickly do you think he's going? He, it might be second. I mean, there's just not a lot of accolades that goes along with his name. That's his. Yeah, it's he's almost like he's like Dan Marino. Great numbers, never won a Super Bowl, never really won anything. You know, yeah. I mean, they're like that's like the carbon copy of Dan Marino. I don't know. I mean, kind of what he did though is like before he was even through an NFL pass was unprecedented when he and Eli Manning did yeah. that swap in yeah. the draft. And uh, I mean, we thought we might see that this year with Trevor. <laughs> he had to go to the Jets. But I mean, like, I'm not going to say like revolutionized football or anything. But no. he's yeah, he's a solid player, very good trash talker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves him for his trash. I talking. mean, he's he great. doesn't he doesn't cuss and he trash talks. Right. Pretty yeah, fun, right? great guy off the field and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Probably I'd probably agree with the second ballot. I'd say his, yeah, his second chance he'll he'll get in for right. sure. He yeah, got, the first ballots are probably. I mean, I don't know when he's going to get when he's, his eligibility is, but I mean. This era, I mean, I'm sure Breeze will go in before he does. Yeah. Like, easily. Big Ben will probably go in before he does. Eli Manning, probably, if he's. I don't think Manning's in, in, in Eli the Hall of Fame. Manning just will yet. be weird, too. Yeah. I mean, his I think his two Super sucks. Bowls will, will, will give him the Hall of Fame first ballot. That's the only thing he's got going for him. Right? Two Super Bowls <laughs> yeah. being Tom Brady is pretty good. And yeah. those teams weren't that good. I think both they were wild card teams he yeah. drugged to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Very, very, very good on that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to go into a quick break here. 
When we come back, we're talking more NFL. We got Deshaun Watson and all of the issues he has been posing so far at the Houston Texans as well as our talk about the NFC AFC Championship games and game picks coming up. So stay tuned for that, guys. Follow us on social media at OffTheBenchXLR on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to check out clips from the show and uh, the game picks that we're going to be saying coming up, plus the past game picks. Uh, some, of us at, some of us at this table did pretty well last week, and some of us did uh, pretty bad last week. I won't name who, but you can look back at this post and, uh, and determine that for yourself. But anyway, guys, enjoy this one song. We'll be right back talking more NFL. Put the place up, yeah we know what we made of Can't get enough for you, boo, I'm a chaser Face up, now I feel a little major Blink up an eye, ego I'm a taker and we are back here on Off the Bench. This is Hayden Joyner, your host, and this is the Top Sports Talk Show on XLR Atlanta University Radio. We're joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley here. Liam's eating a beef stick right now, so if you hear some uh, some crunching in the mic, that's what's going on over there. But just finished talking a little bit about the NFL. Breeze and Rivers retiring. Uh, huge news. Or Breeze speculatory retirement, and uh, Philip Rivers announcing it today. Um, that he is retired from the NFL. He is going home to make even more kids, for all we know. So... <laughs> Let's hope not. I mean, what is that? He's at, he's at nine right now, right? He's got a bunch. He's got a ton. But Whoa, he's... breaking news. Tom Brady just retired. <laughs> <laughs> wow, right now. <laughs> Before the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship. He just wants Aaron Rodgers to get that second. But yeah. we'll stay away from those two games for now. We'll finish off with it. But I want to get into the topic of Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans right now. Because, man, I wish we had Jameson on the show here. Because his lord and savior, Deshaun Watson has wants to get out of Jamison's favorite team, which I, I, I don't even know if the Texans are his favorite team or if he just likes Deshaun Watson. You know, no hate on that part front, but he always says it's the Texans, but I think it's more of a Watson fan. They just fan. like Clemson players. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, but now Watson and Hopkins are gone, so yeah. Yeah. better become a Raiders fan because the Raiders, what do they have, uh, Hunter Renfro and Cleveland Farrell and a few other guys. Oh, Joel. But, yeah, I mean, those guys don't do much for the Raiders. I, mean, I know, exactly. Cleveland Farrell was the biggest reach ever. They they well, they hadn't they dropped him like fourth and they could have got him like twelfth because they yeah. also had an, another first round pick. He wouldn't have got drafted. I mean, there was Christian Wilkins in yeah. that draft, and uh, I forgot their other one that they had. But oh, he was yeah. like number three, the ranked third on their line with the other two guys. Yeah, they, they got him first. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to go. No. Oh well, the Raiders. I mean, and, and they drafted Henry Ruggs first of their first receiver picked last Another year. Ridiculous. Like, come on, take take CD or Justin Jefferson or They reach Jared every Jimmy. year. I don't know what John Gruden's thinking. Well, it's not John Gruden. It's that who, – who's their owner Mike with, like, Ma- the, the really bad haircut? Oh, that's – um, what's his name? I know who you're talking about. Raiders. Oh, is it, his, oh, is it their owner? I know I know exactly who – no, not Al Davis. That's forever ago. Um, <laughs> he kind of He kind of looks like an old John Gruden. Is it what's his name? Oh, Mark Davis. Oh, yeah. duh, duh, duh. With like the bowl cut that like goes halfway up his head. I think like it's it's like Mike Mayock. I think is that he's the GM. And he's he, that yeah, draft yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, so You're he right. always is pro- trying to see like the diamonds in the rough. Yeah, that name rings familiar. Yeah, that's their GM, and he's he used to be a draft uh, guy. Huh. But either way, Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, and. From what we've all seen, you know, he signed this huge contract a couple months ago before the season started. We talked about it on the show, $39 million a year for like four years. Second biggest contract in the NFL behind Mahomes' $45 million a year, 10-year deal, whatever that was. But Deshaun Watson now wants out of Houston, so something bad has happened since the uh, 
since that contract signing and that bad thing was this season they were what like four and 12 they were awful he led the league in passing but that was kind of in spite of the entire team Mm -hmm. he was kind of carrying it on himself I mean even after the last game JJ Watt patted him on the back and said hey dude sorry we wasted the season for you so I mean that should tell you enough I I don't even know why JJ Watt hasn't wanted out of Houston for the last five years like I guess Deshaun Watson was his only hope that this organization could get turned around but the firing of Bill O'Brien, GM head coach, and uh, the way they've kind of handled this offseason so far has not looked good for Deshaun Watson. And the main thing I saw that he was really frustrated with was the hiring of their new GM, Nick, Nick uh, what's his name? Nick Casario. They never, they never like got Watson's opinion on it. They never asked him who they, who he figured they should want, or who they, he wants as a new head coach or offensive coordinator or anything. They never got his opinion on anything with like their new hirings, and that really, I think, rubbed Watson the wrong way. Well, he, that's well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to find people that are qualified to be a general manager yeah. of a NFL or any professional team, whether it be in racing, basketball, anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean. I understand Deshaun wants uh, the right fits, maybe, but you know he's not running the organization. He's playing for the organization. He doesn't run it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't can, like care what Deshaun Watson thinks of who I hire. I mean, you're here to play. You're not here to run. I'm here to run. That's my mm-hmm. job. Yeah, know? I mean, I mean, the, G- the GM's got to be a businessman first yeah. and foremost. He can't be a favoritism, right? fellow towards we're not catering to what Deshaun Watson wants I mean this isn't you're not going to take over this organization and I think Mm -hmm. that happens a lot with with players um feeling like they want to decide the fate of our of our team and that's not the case I feel like you know it happens like I feel like in college a lot of college quarterbacks get a lot of the say but you know like especially if you're a big name you're gonna get a lot of say I mean you're the man on campus yeah Yeah. you're gonna get a say in like what that organization's done because for a lot of time in college if you have a good quarterback it's his way or the highway you know if he's not playing good he's in his way you're not gonna be a very good football team and in college too you know it's a bunch of kids our age that are like looking up to you for you know something special to happen yeah. on a prime time Saturday night game against the top ten team, right. and supposedly you're not getting paid for it. But since they're starting to get money in the NFL, you know they get more and more big headed as time goes on, and the better they get, you know the more big headed they usually are. So I mean that's kind of what Deshaun's leading to. It looks like to me. I think I mean I get like you know it shouldn't be his decision really to pick, but like. I feel like still in the NFL, you should at least get the input of the quarterback, especially if it's like an offensive coordinator head coach position, because they're going to be working hand in hand. Like you got to at least, you know, ask Watson, like, hey, who would you prefer? You know, kind of what kind of or at least like what kind of style are you looking for for us to get? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you could get like, what are you looking for? Yeah. You know? it, I mean, I'm not going to yeah, yeah. pick the guy straight up, but like, what do you? Like, yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts and what are you like wanting out of a GM? Yeah, don't let him name drop, but let him let him list some characteristics yeah. at least. And I feel like that didn't even happen with Watson. He just felt very like you know distraught and alienated from the organization. They just weren't giving it any input. It's like he's just sitting on the sidelines and they're just making all these moves. And he's like, "What, what are y'all doing? You know, this isn't what we need. This is what we want." Yeah. He wants some sort of input, you know, but they're not giving it to him. And I don't know if they're giving it to any players at all. And the fact you know they shipped away his favorite target in Hopkins this or before the season that. That alone, I feel like, should have made him get out of Houston. I mean, and they don't have strong running game for them no. to rely on either. Yeah, they had old David Johnson and Duke Johnson, who are both, you know, they've been in the league a while, but they're not stars or anything. Plus, I mean, David Johnson had that one good year with Arizona, but yeah. after that, he's been trash. Yeah, the one, yeah, yeah, the one year, and he's been hurt or trash. Yeah. They don't, like, I can't even think of a Houston Texans draft pick. Like, I can't think of one. I don't Have they drafted anybody good? 
in the last. Will they had Will Fuller who was okay and yeah, he's, he's, right. he's got himself into some off field trouble and Brandon Cooks is an okay receiver that's you but know they got him experience. from the Saints. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's been a journeyman through well, the NFL. No, he went from picks. Saints to like Eagles. He was on the Patriots, Patriots at one point. Rams. Rams. He's been all over. Yeah, that's right. Okay, they ha- okay they have been picking decent, but I mean I mean okay let's let's see they got JJ Watt in twenty eleven. That's kind of the start of all this. But then, uh, who even is it? Whitney Merciless. Yeah, Merciless. He was Merciless. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was pretty good. I remember him. Then DeAndre Hopkins, Jadavion Clowney, mm. two two really good picks. But Clowney's gone. Hopkins is gone. They shipped those guys out. But Clowney never really did much for the Texans. No, and he's he he's he's in Tennessee. He didn't, he didn't is he add anything? Is he in Tennessee yeah. now? Is that where Clowney is? Yeah. yeah. He went to Seattle well, and then went to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, they got him and Vic Beasley. Yeah. Both of them had like zero sacks through. Yeah. The first. The Titans' defense was terrible this year, yeah. so you you could call Clowney a bust. Um, and then Kevin Johnson, cornerback in 2015. Well, all of the don't know who that is. Really, Deshaun Watson lovers out there are going to say that they've needed offensive linemen. But they they I mean they got 2019 they got Tyus Howard from Alabama State offensive lineman 23rd overall, but the offensive line's still awful. They haven't they haven't hit on any O linemen, and they haven't been. I mean, besides him, they haven't drafted an O lineman since. 2008, Dwayne Brown, which yeah, he, he was. He Dwayne was Brown good, was good. He made but, a couple of Pro Bowls and an All Pro. Yeah, and, but I mean, he's older now. That was 2011. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or 2008. 2008. He does play. Um, I mean, Deshaun, he could say what he wants, but at the end of the day, if we look at what last year, he was up 24-0 on the Chiefs. Yeah, and he absolutely blew it. That yeah. whole team just blew it. I mean, just the switch this organization's had incredible. since then. They I mean, were. So about that. They were. I mean, this that was literally a year ago, like a calendar year ago. They were they were a collapse away from the AFC Championship game, which they probably could have beat the Titans. You know, they had two games played already that season. Right. They could they would they could have made the Super Bowl easily last year yeah. if they had just not choked against the Chiefs, which it's really hard to do because Mahomes is phenomenal. But right. you can't you can't blow that game. No. You you have a Super Bowl in your hand, and who knows if they would have gone toe to toe with San Francisco? I I would have bet. San Fran to win that Super Bowl against Houston, but still getting to a Super Bowl huge for that organization. Yeah, and it cha- could change everything. I mean, you see, you never know when your last chance is going to happen, so you got to make the best of everything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's obviously proving right now as the Texans are falling apart. Yeah, well, I mean, as the world's been going through this big pandemic and stuff, you know, they're they've ha- they're going to have to accommodate the majority over you know the one or two guys that are being outspoken and stuff that mm-hmm. are like, oh, we want this, we want that. Well, you know, money's probably tighter now than yeah. it has been, you know, in yeah, the previous years. Uh, the cap, like the sponsorships ca- and stuff, and all that good stuff. I think though. the cap this year is going to be lower than it's usually because you know they just the NFL doesn't have the money right now. They got to lower it. They can't tell them to spend all this money because they didn't. You know, besides the CBA getting signed soon and they're going to get new TV deals, they didn't have fans in the stadium for the most part. They weren't selling as much stuff, so they don't have as much as much cash around. So I mean, and like commercials and stuff, you know, they I haven't heard of like. I don't think Watson has any commercials, does he? I don't know, but I haven't like heard of any like big upcoming commercials for this year's Super Bowl or anything. Usually, there's hype even around that. There's hype on like ESPN, but you got to wait until the conference championship games to then see all the cool stuff. But you, you yeah. know who doesn't do commercials? 
Baker. I never see him in any commercials. Mm. You're right. I was watching that divisional game. I didn't see a single. No, I didn't see a single one. <laughs> it's like, prog- <laughs> what all does he do? He does progressive and Hulu. Hulu. Is there a di- is another one? Hulu has live sports. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think there is, yeah. but I can't remember. What's crazy is Baker does like as many as Dak. And I only say Dak because, you know, the Cowboys quarterback always gets commercials. That's just like, yeah. it's like the Yankees pitcher. You know, you're always getting Yeah, his aren't like his high. Uh, no. Dak does like, like Campbell's like soup, Campbell's and, soup like, and like sleep number. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's, mm-hmm. and, and those, like, you know, they're good commercials, but usually he's just, like, talking in the background or, like, you know, saying, like, oh, I'm Dak Prescott, I approve this message kind of things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Baker's literally, like, acting in his, and his are pretty funny for the most part with Hulu and Progressive. Like, he's definitely yeah. building a character there, but that's just funny. But with Deshaun Watson, I mean, like it or dislike it, the reason he wants out, I think he, he, wants, he wants out of his organization. He wants to leave. He wants to restart because the Texans – even with this rebuild of you know their staff and all this, they're not going to be contender for a while. This year was just the beginning. They're not going to get much better. They have no offensive help for Watson. The defense is awful. Offensive line probably worse than the defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's places that are willing to pay him money, and there's places that'll be you know have a fun party scene or whatever. Where do you think? Where do you think he'll go? I mean, if you had we, to... we talked about that Miami situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just me and you or on the show last week, but I think that would be a very viable situation. I mean, I'm hearing from what I'm hearing here recently, uh, it's you're gonna have to give up a lot for oh, Sean. For sure. I mean, I'm hearing almost three first round picks <sighs> for Sean. I mean, and it, that's your future. It's either do you have that much faith in this guy, and you know if he imagine if he gets an injury and you know is done for two seasons you know a season or two well, i mean yeah. you're you're screwed i mean those picks are you have to really look into how it's going to benefit your team and the only team i can really think that needs him that bad would be carolina oh yeah i mean there's i feel like there's a lot of people in play i feel like if you really need to give up the picks for it it's miami or the jets i could agree with the carolina though i, I, I mean i think i think if he if he wanted to pick where he wanted to go, I'd pick Carolina. That or San Francisco. Well, it's close to home, and yeah. and yeah. Uh, no offense to Carolina, they're my favorite team and stuff, but they're terrible with financial decisions. <laughs> I mean, bad. So, I mean, their owner has a lot of money, so maybe and maybe they make something make something happen and get a good deal out of it. But I mean, the Jets, they're just not good enough for. I don't even think Watson would accept the trade to the Jets. I have no idea. I mean, I mean it's I not really Watson's would. choice. Well, I know, but he's going to probably do something. These athletes have all these options now where they can back out of stuff. Yeah. Um, the only upside with the Jets is that they're getting, they're getting a new coaching staff in front office, so they might have potential. But, I mean, the Jets the Jets and the Dolphins both have two first-round picks. They could give both of those up for Watson. And I don't see – I mean, the Jets are going to use at least one of them to draft a quarterback. They're going to draft a quarterback. Well, Maybe not. Well, maybe not. You're correct. They could – I feel like they could still get like the Panay kid from mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin, wherever he's from. To well, they, uh, they could trade, or I mean, they and rely on Sam Darnold for another year or two. Yeah. I mean, he's got potential. He, he does, does, but he he's been have much there. He's been through a no. couple coaching staffs already, and I mean, I mean, I granted they've been awful coaching staffs every single time, but he still hasn't provided like he hasn't played amazing yet. He makes I mean, a few yeah, good games, his but his best receivers though have been like he had Robbie Anderson he's gone now, yeah, and then uh, now it's what Jamison Crowder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. his top guy. Did they have Rashad Perriman? Yeah, they did. They had him for like a he's year okay. or two. I mean, he was he had that really good season with Jamis. He had over a thousand yards. I don't know if they still have Perryman or not, but yeah, 
Yeah, no, I'd much rather have uh, Robbie Anderson. I mean, if I were the Jets, I'd go full on with Watson. I mean, you give away their your. I mean, they have what the second overall pick and the twenty six overall pick, or at least give up your second rounder this year, which is the thirty third overall pick. Give up those two. I mean, I don't know how much Deshaun would want to do it, but I, the Jets have nothing to lose at this point. I mean, I feel like you're in the same boat. I mean, Deshaun's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but if you don't have help, you're gonna lose games. They're probably gonna be like the Browns, man. Yeah, the Jets. I can't. They'll be like the Texans. They'll be like the Texans. Yeah, they'll be just no offensive line. I mean, okay, I get that point. But I can't see any value in you know. I'd rather have three top thirty-five picks. Yeah, for sure. Deshaun Watson, who's slightly inconsistent. That's why. Oh, I pray that Jaguars don't do anything stupid and get Deshaun Watson. We don't need. We we'll be fine. We got Trevor. Yeah. And we have two other picks in the first. Well, one in the first, two in the first, and one in the second. Two in the second. Four. I don't freaking know, man. I couldn't. I couldn't see the Jaguars. The Jaguars yeah. are going to get Trevor. Yeah, they have so much Trevor, value with what they have. I mean, they got right. Urban Meyer now. Like Urban Meyer is going to want Trevor. He's good at developing young quarterbacks. I mean, you saw what he did in Ohio State and Florida at his time there. How about know? say, yeah, I mean, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, and then he had a. Uh, who no, do you have at Ohio State when he was there? He had Dwayne Haskins and JT Barrett and Braxton, Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. They were good college quarterbacks. Not very good. Ohio State quarterbacks just don't translate to the NFL. I mean, I was whoa, telling whoa, him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was telling him the uh, they don't. They don't. I mean, look at the three guys you just named. But Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins has had 15 games. Yeah, he, he was awful. <laughs> no, but did, did Peyton, what, what did Peyton Manning do in his first season? His first full went, 16 games. Okay, he went like what? He went, I know he was like 4 and 12 or something. It was terrible. I'm not going to compare base, Dwayne Haskins no, to Peyton No, but you Manning. can't base <laughs> a guy's career ever. off of his first 15 games that's been spread out with a terrible team. I mean, what do you, do you expect? Do you a expect team, bro? Yeah, but do you, the Colts. But did they did they take him out and put Alex Smith in? No, they I didn't. Know, they kept dude. him in. You have to keep a guy in. You have to keep it going. Yeah, if they show potential, maybe oh Dwayne doesn't. He does. JT Barrett he threw for three hundred yards against the Baltimore Braxton Ravens. Miller had to translate. I'm not talking about those two. Uh, what was that's the other guy that played that year? And he couldn't throw anymore. What was that the other guy that played that year? That won the championship. Cardell Jones did nothing. He never got a chance to start. <laughs> Y'all had the. Uh, he played behind Philip Rivers. What do you want from him? He's playing Terrell behind Pryor, a Hall of Fame guy. Terrell Pryor that had to go be a wide receiver. He had a thousand yards as a receiver. Troy Smith <laughs> did nothing. He did, didn't he? I think We're it was about the Browns. Yeah, with the Browns, dude. Quarterbacks, not wide receivers. I'm just saying, you can't base Dwayne Haskins yet. I think that he made a point. That's. The Ohio State Buckeyes quarterbacks don't translate well to the NFL. We just named five that so far haven't translated right. well to the Braxton NFL. Right, Braxton Miller wasn't That's really a quarterback. He, was, he switched to receiver before he went to the NFL. He wasn't drafted as a quarterback. I'm just saying. Okay, fair enough. But I mean, okay. if he wasn't drafted as a quarterback, that means he wasn't going to work in the NFL as a quarterback. No, but because he tore his labrum and couldn't throw anymore. I mean, that's the fair whole reason okay. he couldn't okay. play at Ohio State as a quarterback. Fair enough. I think either way, Justin Fields will eliminate that trend. I think he'll be an okay to decent NFL Fields quarterback. Will. Haskins will not. No, if Someone Haskins needs to give him a chance. If Haskins was so good, he'd be on a roster right now. I think he's still a free agent. He's oh been to more strip. Gosh. He's had more strip club encounters than wins. I'm pretty sure of that. He only went Woo! to one. He went to one. He just one broke victory up with his girlfriend celebration? a couple months ago. Knowingly went to one. He went to one victory celebration. So the wor- all right. So the worst thing, if you're going to get kicked off a team for going to a strip club without a mask on, is that the world we are in today? Because I know for a fact, yes, Ray Lewis. That is exactly Ray Lewis did some messed today. up stuff, and he's played on his team for his entire career. Yeah, but this I is- don't condone the Ray Lewis thing. But he was also an All Pro. 
and no, so, he's also played for like tw- almost twenty years in the NFL. But this is COVID times, and the culture oh is flipped a hundred. Yeah, you can't condone anti-COVID stuff without getting canceled. Yeah. so you have exactly. to cut him exactly. That's just it's so dumb. Okay, either way, either way, where were we, where were we even at? I'm saying I agree with it. Where Dak were, and Zeke went to a party without a mask. That on. was like in April. <laughs> That's Before, still when COVID was going. Yeah, but on. no one cared as oh much. Oh my back goodness, then. they really didn't. Oh my god, they didn't. People cared, and but they weren't playing football either. And it was apparently in training. Okay, and it was apparently They're practicing. It was rumored like one thing. It was apparently like a twelve-person birthday party for like Dak's sister or something. Chris, or he's not a sister. Or for like Zeke's sister. But we're not professional athletes, Liam, who have a team to to, to be there for. Um, we go to freaking Lander University over here. We're not playing for the Dallas Cowboys, a professional organization. I understand <laughs> that, but like, it, people freak out about anything. Yes, but at the same time, I don't think that should have been a, you're off the team. Although now that we see what Tyler Haneke can do, uh, he probably would have been the third string. Anyway. I mean, that's kind of what happened to James Harden, though, too. I mean, he went went now. Yeah, he got rewarded for it. They said, here, we're going to give you Houston to a better didn't team. reward him Houston yeah, didn't. Yeah, but James Harden to the Nets. They're about to give him a ring, man. He went to the Nets. That's like that's like um, that's like Haskins getting cut by the football team and being like, "Oh, here, we're gonna make you the starter of the Chiefs now." That's basically what happened to James Harden. All I'm saying is, no one can say he's a failure yet because he's only started 15 games and he played for a team that hasn't had a winning season uh, this year or the previous the years he's been there. They went to the playoffs. They went seven nine. What was their, their Alex record, Smith and seven Alex and Smith? Nine. No Alex one Smith was in that division was good. That's a exactly that's the reason they got there. That's they a, lost the first game of the playoffs. That's a prime opportunity to show that you're better than the other crappy teams in that division, and they couldn't do it with him. Yeah, but he, oh my god, he's only played fifteen games. Oh that's one. God. That's one year. Do you, well, one year in the NFL. Are do you, you know who you the base your season off of one year? Do you know who the leading life? passer in the NFC East was this year? The leading passer, like the Dak, no, no. close. Go, is it the backup? It was Daniel Jones. He threw oh. for twenty nine hundred mm-hmm. yards. Oh. Hashkins couldn't. Dak was second, or he was third. He threw for five. He played five games. He threw for nineteen hundred yards. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's. Oh, and we were on Deshaun Watson, by the way. Before yeah, we this. were on Deshaun. We were on. We were technically on the Jaguars. We were talking about yeah. they can't mess up not drafting Trevor, and then we got on to Justin Fields and went on to Cardell Jones and whatever. He played in like what the XFL. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's where his career went. That's what Ohio State gets you. He you land a XFL <laughs> gig. With I just the, feel what the heck is they're going great on right at they're great at every. He other played position. for the he played for the Washington team, didn't he? Didn't he no, play for he the DC? For, he played for the DC Defenders, wherever it was. Isn't that who Cardinal Jones played for in the I XFL? I don't know. I don't know who he played for in the XFL. I know he went to the Chargers, and then he went to like the Bills. Hey, or Auburn, maybe he started with the Bills, then went to the Chargers. Auburn sends yeah. every team to the uh, every player to the XFL at one point or another. Okay, at least you know you got every other position covered. Yeah, I'm just. You never know. It's you just know. Haskins. I don't care about everybody else. It's just Haskins. He's my soft spot. I don't know why. You need to let go of it. I I still have faith in you, Haskins. He'll get he'll get picked up. I think he'll be a backup somewhere. He'll get he'll get grabbed. He'll Pitt, get nabbed. Pitt Saints. If you need a quarterback, he's right there. Pitt could get a quarterback. Pitt could use him. They need to cut Ben. Or I not think they cut will. Him. He's going to probably retire soon. I think they will. He might he'll, jump on the retire train. He'll stay for one year. He'll stay for one more year, but we'll see what happens. Either way, we need to get into a quick talk break, or a music break, whatever you call it, because we're at the top of the hour. But anyway, guys, hope you've been enjoying the show so far. When we come back, we're talking 
NFC AFC Championship games. We got a ton of stuff. Liam has a mellow yellow in his, in his system now, so he Yeehaw. is he is all good to go at this point. Guys, anyway, if you're not able to stay for the whole show or you've missed some of the show beforehand and you want to listen back, just make sure to follow us on our Spotify programs, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts. Just look us up at just look up off the bench. Look for our green, gray, white logo and all our episodes from this year and last year were there. Just check us out there. You can listen to the rest of the show or the beginning of the show. It gets uploaded at seven o'clock tonight, right after we finish. So just check us out there and you'll be there. As well, follow us on social media at at off the bench xlr on twitter instagram and facebook you can see the game picks quotes music uh and all the uh, the videos from the show as well so just check us out on the social media pages again that is at off the bench xlr we're gonna go into a quick song break and when we come back we're talking championship games in the nfl so listen to music real quick and we will be right back Put the place up. And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name is Hayden Joyner, as always, with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley here on the show. Guys, we're going to finally, finally for the last bit of the show, we're talking the NFC and AFC Championship games. For the final four teams are left in the the playoffs. I was completely mind-blanking. Well, I was about to say the NCAA tournament. That would have been a huge mess Dude, up Dude, I did that in Spanish class. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't say cuatro to say Cuatro? Yeah. Cuatro. I, what? I took four years of Spanish, and I don't even know if I could count to, like, 30 in Spanish anymore. I can't remember anything from it. Well, luckily, I learned that today, so I'm good to go. <laughs> you learned? <laughs> yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> Either way, AFC, NFC Championship games, Packers, Buccaneers, Bills, and Chiefs are the last four left. We had a very entertaining divisional round, I would say. Two games both days. Uh, Liam, one and three in your picks, my man. Uh, Chris, you were, what, 2-2, two and two, two I and think? 2 baby. Solid. I messed up on the graphic, but, mm-hmm. you know, you could have gone with the Packers, and no one would have, you know, because I put the I, Packers in the graphic. I did, I did pick the Packers. That's what the graphic says. Right? I have a DM to, uh, <laughs> to prove it wrong, but. What are you talking about? The, D, well, you, <laughs> the DM was very uh, was very uh, misguiding, I will say what you sent, but uh, either way, you picked the Rams to win. There's literally a quote on the page that yeah. says. The go, de- go. I said the defense comes up big, but the Packers get the de- You said the defense bro. comes go, up go big. Go listen to the podcast last week. Yeah, you can listen to it. And, yeah, <laughs> I know, sure. I know. Either way, these four teams remain. I, Me and Jameis went a perfect 4-0, which kind of makes me mad. I wish Jameson would have picked someone different than me, but it's it's how you play. He's probably one to pick. He wants to go pretty safe so far because he's in the lead. But uh, we'll, we'll address that when we get to the game picks later on in the show. But either way, let's start off. I mean, we'll, we'll do a little review of these divisional games, and I feel like, I mean, a lot happened, right? I feel like the Packers and Rams went about the way we expected it. I thought the Rams' defense would have shown up a little bit more than they did. Jalen Ramsey didn't do jack nothing. Despite what all the stats had said. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jalen Ramsey played great. Nine receptions, buddy. Yeah, for how many yards? Like 60-something hey, yards? He had a tutty. He had a tutty Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't even Ramsey's fault. Did y'all watch that play? Okay. Yes. It wasn't Ramsey's guy. Tay wasn't Ramsey's guy. Tay, or Ramsey was running. And was he not man-on-man man on that play? Was no, it because not it was Ramsey looked at the other corner because it was his. He was supposed to pick up on when he ran across. When he ran across. Oh. Because Ramsey had him on this side, and he was running across to mm-hmm. try and catch up, but he wasn't going to make that. The corner should have read that. Hmm. 
And it, it definitely, in my eyes, didn't look like it was Ramsey's fault. It doesn't happen. But, yeah. I mean, he had, Adams he had little dub, short dub, dub. nine percent. Yeah, you can do 10 for 45. Does that mean you did something? No. Uh, if it's Curtis Samuel on third downs, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, oh, my God. Okay, I'll give it to maybe maybe Ramsey had a, a decent game. But either way, the number one defense in the NFL for the Rams, they let Rodgers and the offense put up like 400 total yards. Rodgers had a, what, three touchdowns or something stupid. And they got bull rushed in that game. It was not a very pretty game. Packers went all the way, kind of what we were saying. I mean, I thought it, I thought it would have been a little lower scoring just because it's, you know, it's in Lambeau and the Rams have such a great defense, but that didn't happen. So, whatever. It don't it don't matter. But thirty two to eighteen, the Rams defense got demolished. They only really had a late touchdown there. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers threw for almost three hundred yards, two touchdowns, and they ran all over him. They had like what almost 200 total rushing yards that game so yeah uh, number one number one ranked defense in the nfl for the rams did not come through very well but we'll skip over that show the ravens and the titans uh, that was a that was a pretty bad one as well i didn't i watched maybe about 10 minutes of that game and i was like this is boring Wait, gonna, ravens bills ravens what i say yeah, ravens titans. titans you know we're very used to that ravens bills i watched about 15 minutes of that Back game and uh <laughs> i just i was like this isn't worth watching because i was doing some other stuff over the weekend and i just followed on my phone but you know besides the inter- the 101 interception return by uh what was it was it Devin what's his name what was his name he i you saw all the clips he was yeah. the guy in the draft a couple years ago that got smacked in the back of the head mm-hmm. by the football that yeah uh i mean what's it's not like the playoff record for longest uh, defensive touchdown so congrats to him for that one but that was really the only play in the game that mattered the ravens i mean the ravens were moving the ball up and down the field they just could not couldn't capitalize they just they couldn't capitalize missed two from justin tucker yeah. like i mean it's in buffalo but the raven i mean baltimore's not you know that much different it's still an outdoor stadium it's still pretty cold in buffalo yeah. or in baltimore half the time so justin tucker i'm not gonna blame the game on him because they still lost what 17 to 3 or 17 mm-hmm. to 6 so I can't blame it on him too much, but still, very bad game from them. And then the two, I think the two biggest games of the weekend, I could probably say, were Browns, Chiefs, and then Buccaneers and Saints. Buccaneers, Saints was close the entire way. The Saints were leading the game for the majority up until about the midway through the third quarter when the Buccaneers had a couple of touchdowns to take the lead, and then the interceptions for Breeze came late. And yeah, I mean, the three straight turnovers against Tom Brady, that's going to kill you. They had like yeah. f- like four total turnovers that game. Yeah. I think three picks, and then Jared Cook had a fumble, yeah. so it's not winning football so i mean like we said earlier i mean it sucks for a way for drew Brees to go out but i the buccaneers were winning that game unless they just could not capitalize they had like 14 points off corner turnovers so yeah that's how you win games at any level anymore mm-hmm. based off you get the turnover i mean that's why teams like seattle and dallas for defenses were so bad you just couldn't get a turnover i mean that's nope. just right that's how it works but well, then we'll go Browns-Chiefs, which was probably the best game of the weekend. Just like the Browns had the best game in the wild card weekend. They make some pretty good games. But Mahomes, the biggest storyline was Mahomes getting hurt. He was listed as a concussion or a concussion protocol. It's not really listed as that anymore. Now they're saying he tweaked a nerve in his neck or something that caused him to get dizzy. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming y'all saw the play. His head didn't even hit the ground or anything, you know? Yeah. Like, he got tackled from behind. The guy wrapped his arms around his neck and kind of, like, pulled him down. But, like, his head didn't hit the ground. He didn't really, like you know have a lot of momentum swinging his head around or anything so i just looked it said he was still under concussion protocol but yeah interesting um, i don't know what's going on with that he was limited in practice today hmm. i saw like yeah i saw like he tweaked a nerve in his neck or like he's, it's really a neck issue not a concussion so that's kind of good in the fact that means you know concussion protocol can take a week or so and because with the way the nfl is nowadays they're not gonna let you play if you're have concussion symptoms so it's a neck issue i think he has a much better chance of playing 
But either how Chad Henney stepped up big those last two plays. Yeah, uh, Andy Reid as well. Freaking, dis- he wanted a hamburger, buddy. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I-, I was really freaking out, like when I saw that Mahomes got hurt because I was like. The Browns are going to win this game. I really thought the Browns were going to win because the Browns, wow. you know, they had the momentum. They had the momentum. They had the momentum oh, at the yeah. time. But we got to remember, the Browns, the Browns is the, the Browns. Browns. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they. I mean, yes, they had the momentum when he got when Pat got injured. They should have had another touchdown before halftime. If it wasn't for the stupid helmet helmet and then the touchback thing, which I think the touchback rule needs to be changed. I really don't like when you fumble it through the end zone that. The touchback. Well, did y'all watch that video? And that was clear targeting. Yeah, it was clear. I mean, it was, it was clear to helmet, helmet to helmet. Yeah, it should have, but it was under two minutes, so you couldn't challenge it or yeah, review it, it or. The, the rules in the NFL are weird sometimes. Not enough money in the pocket, man. Yeah. Mm-mm. If it was, if that was Mahomes running the ball, Browns oh, would have yeah. been penalized about fifty points, and they would have lost their, you know, their division seat next year. Yeah, they exactly. were so dumb. They wouldn't be allowed to play next year if they did that to Mahomes. I will but. say the Browns got screwed by the refs in that game. Yeah, that play. I mean, that play would have. What was the halftime score? Like that play would have either. I mean, that's a momentum change. Yeah, exactly. They got the ball back. I mean, they only lost by five. That's the game. Yeah, that's the game right there. And they made a good comeback with Chad Henney. They just when they when Chad Henney was in, the Browns were making a slight comeback, and they got within a touchdown. But Chad Henney, you know, you you can't let him run for fourteen yards on a third and thirteen or whatever after you just sacked him. You can't let Chad Henney. He's like thirty-five. Don't let him do that. Like if you let that play happen, and then you let the the fourth and one play, you get like a five-yard screen pass to Tyreek Hill. You let two of those plays happen in a row. You know, you you can't. Such a brilliant play that was. Yeah, it's it's tough to me. Like the Browns, when Chad Henney came in, I know he threw that pick, but mm-hmm. when you're a team that's prepared for one guy the entire week, you know, and somebody new comes in, it kind of throws you off a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, that's why sometimes backups come in, they do so well. It's because defenses have not prepared for that guy at all. Yeah, and no one expected Mahomes to leave this game early. No, and you know, it probably caught. You know, Cleveland by surprise when Henny came in and, and ran for that, what, third and 14? Yeah, and he got 13 and he got, of it. Yeah, he got almost all of it. So, I mean, no one, I didn't expect Chad Henny to run. I like mean, that. I wouldn't. put his body on the line yeah. out there, too. That's <laughs> just the thing, you know, it's tough. I mean, and like even with that, I mean, the Browns came within five points with 10 or 11 minutes left in the game. They had plenty of time. Right. And they stopped the Chiefs a couple times, too. Like, in that time frame, they just then couldn't get an offensive drive going. Whether right. you want to blame Baker on that one or not, it's up to you. But in the big spots, if you want to be the championship football team, you got to in the fourth quarter. You got to score on almost every drive you have in the fourth, especially if you're the team trailing. You got to, you got to finish those drives. And the Browns were able to do that. And then they ended up giving up these two stupid plays, like we just talked about to pretty much eliminate them from the playoffs. And, you know, the Browns is the Browns, but definitely a good playoff run for them this year. Yeah, I, tremendous season yeah, for them. Yeah, proud of them. Fantastic. Best season they've had in two decades almost. Yeah. So, and they're only looking Since to get two. Plus, this yeah. will be the first season that Baker Mayfield doesn't get a new head coach. Very true. Yeah. And, that, and that's huge. Yeah. That I mean, you don't think about it, but that's huge to have I the mean, same system through the offseason. Great, great for his mindset going yeah. into next year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, knowing who you're going to be with and having that relationship maintain itself is going to be key to mm-hmm. his confidence and for that season. They can talk about, you know, I mean, he's one that they can accommodate his right. needs. Unlike Deshaun, they're going to be able to work with him since the Browns are coming off their best season since right. any of us have been alive. Mm-hmm. And, I yeah. mean, they're like, oh, yeah, well, well let's get you another – freaking chess piece over here right and they're so young which is the great thing yeah if their you, entire team is so young if you had told me last year during the divisional round when the texans were up 24 to nothing that this time next year the browns would have a better organization 
and be in the same playoff spot as the Texans this time next year, you would have thought I was crazy. Yeah. You would have never thought that you know, the Texans would have fallen off a cliff and the Browns would have come out of nowhere. Exactly. You, you never would have guessed that. And that, I mean, that just shows, like I was saying for a while, like the Browns have had some really good pieces in the last couple of years. They've just, you know, they've had Can't Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens and whoever else is head coach and their GMs have been a disaster. They just haven't had a good front office. And as much as players in the NFL matter, you have to have a good coaching staff. It's, it's not like the NBA where it's a star-driven player league. The NFL is about coaches, and if you don't have a really good coach or GM behind you, you're not going to be successful no matter how good you are. And you look at Deshaun Watson, it's exactly the point. You look at Baker Mayfield, who's you know not Deshaun Watson level, but mm-hmm. you get to finally get a good head coach, you can make the divisional round pretty, you know, pretty substantially. It's not like they lucked their way there. They beat the Steelers fair and square. They had a great season. They, you know... They got their fair and square. Yeah. So they you just... know what we're seeing more of in the NFL? Now saying this, hmm. uh, I mean, since like you know, I don't know, I don't know what year, but uh, like Heisman winners like do okay in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Heisman curse that in a long slowly time. going away. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you had, Lamar was crazy. Kyler Murray's been pretty good so far, and you know mm-hmm. Baker's finally coming to his own with a good head coach. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but we had a stretch there that was I rough. Mean, I mean, we yeah. had RG three who didn't really. I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, but yeah, he had so many injuries. Very good season with Manziel. Washington. Manziel. Uh, Tebow didn't really do much. No, I mean we do have Derrick Henry though too. Nasty. Yeah, but he's a part of the recent guys. Derrick. Yeah, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Derrick Henry was so crazy because I like obviously he was he was a great running back in college. I feel like he like it's just been the last couple of years he's really come up as his own. His first couple of years in Tennessee, he wasn't that. He was kind of middle of the pack running back. Now he's like the Aaron Donald. Well, I mean, back. it's because they finally got an O line. Look decent. at how it, how that team has worked. Their offense revolves around Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. When you have that, you can you're accommodating your running back so he can do better to allow your offense to run better. Now, you talked about earlier Zeke hasn't performed well the past two seasons. Yeah, but if you look at Dallas, they've quit kind of accommodating Zeke because their offense yeah. doesn't run through Zeke anymore. Yeah, because of their immense receiver talent and they know they have Dak just unloading the ball mm-hmm. all the time. So you can see the reason Derrick Henry has. Rised and Zeke has fallen is because of the way that these guys have built their offense. Yeah, good point. I mean, I'll say that about Zeke too. I mean, yeah, the last two seasons it's been a pass-focused offense right. with Dak because you know Dak's really grown as a passer, and we can we feel like we can uh, we can use him more. And it's not like you know it's not like we're he's playing as like a game manager. He's more like a pocket passer kind of guy now. Yeah. But I mean, I get that. That's why like Zeke's numbers have been bad the last few years. But he's still like he's as a person still, who still a very worthy player. I mean, yeah. He's, pretty good you know running he's you know, he's really good it just it takes zeke a little little bit to get in a groove that's what i like to see about him like i mean as a guy who watches all the cowboys games there's been a few games or, or i mean even this year a lot of games where he's only running for like three yards of carry he we're just like stop running like stop running the ball like i'll yell at the tv stop running it to zeke he fumbled a ton this season he dropped like at least twice a game, he would drop a screen pass. Yeah, he would just bounce off hands. I'm like, what are you doing? It yeah, happens I mean, so often. So he's, his play has, has gone down a little. He's just bit gotten rusty. Sure. Yeah. Like he's still good. He's just gotten rusty. Partially, you know, because Dak was gone and the offense was trash for so long. And then last year, and we the O line just took a big hit. O line was yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah, but either way, I mean, Derrick Henry too. It's like the last few years, he's been phenomenal. He's led the lead in rushing both those years. I think he's been. I mean, heck, he's been an MVP candidate both these past two years. Like that's for a running back. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. The guy looks like a man. Among boys out there, I mean, he's, I mean, he's he literally so much he's, he threw Jalen Ramsey across the field, wasn't that Jalen? Josh Norman, Josh Norman, yep. the other cornerback we all hate. Yeah, yeah, even better, yeah. hate Josh Norman, but yeah, I mean, I mean, this just goes to show. But either way, I mean, we'll go back to the the Chiefs and the Browns game with 
with Mahomes getting injured, I mean, that's obviously the biggest storyline here, right? And we already talked a little bit about what it's going to mean for the Bills and Chiefs games coming forward. But if if Mahomes isn't available for this game, how much how much chance do you give the Chiefs of coming through with Chad Henney? I mean, they have they have an amazing. I mean, Andy Reid and the coaching staff's great. And you remember who is it? Like Matt Moore, they had a couple like last year when Mahomes was out for a few games with like a leg injury. Yeah. Matt Moore came in and they went like two and one or something. Like they weren't awful with the backup quarterback, especially if they have a good game plan in. But I'm still giving them a shot just because I mean they got Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I mean although their running backs, it looked like uh, Edward Allaire was questionable. It looked like Damian Williams was questionable. So if that if that's out as well as Mahomes, I'd say it's almost zero. But if they can incorporate a little bit of that in and just trust in Chad Henney enough to throw 15 good passes, I think I mm-hmm. think they could still pull out. I If Mahomes doesn't play, I don't give them a chance. You can last a quarter and a half, two quarters with Chad Henney, uh, but you're not going to do a full game, especially not against a better football team in the Bills with their solid defense and uh, how uh, well Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen have played this year. I just – I mean, I just don't think they're going to have a chance. Chad Haney, he's you know he's on the older side. He's not tremendously athletic. You know, he's not this overly smart quarterback. He's thirty five. Right. Me. Yeah. I mean, he's not Tom Brady. I mean, no. So he's I not. I just think the he just Mahomes makes Kelsey and Tyreek Hill who they are in my opinion. I mean, Kelsey's great, but Mahomes adds a level to them that makes mm-hmm. them the top of the of the of the list yeah. for their positions most and, definitely yeah i mean and, and the bills i'm sure right now in practice they're they're preparing for mahomes to be the oh, starter sure, like yeah. they're not they're not practicing like chad henney they Even fully they expect did practice for chad henney they would still probably be okay yeah i mean or didn't practice yeah for chad their defense henney. their defense isn't terrible i mean no, it's not the best one but it's not it's terrible solid. yeah no the bills is pretty good yeah and I mean, you're gonna you're gonna prize for Mahomes because I mean, I mean, I mean, look, this is the AFC Championship game, you know. Yeah. And Mahomes is a generational player. Generational players aren't gonna quit or not or not quit, but you know, they're not gonna knock it on the field. The only thing that's gonna keep them off the field is just how stingy the NFL is about concussion stuff. Right. And this might not even be a concussion because it's a neck issue, really. Yeah, he's still got a few days to go yet. So. Yeah, it's only Wednesday. He still yeah. has until Sunday. Yeah. So. You see how much it means to these guys. I mean, Aaron Donald played with the what torn cartilage on his ribs yeah yeah and then you heard michael thomas was playing with torn a torn ankle i mean it was just yeah and drew Brees is having all these problems and he's an old man yeah he's playing Mm -hmm. i mean these guys this is their life you know they this is their passion they're gonna get out there and play and i don't see (laughs) i don't see mahomes missing this game i I just don't no there's no way and the bills are well prepared and as for like the buffalo side i mean they, they came off a really i mean I haven't been too crazily like too crazy impressed with Buffalo this playoff so far, which is kind of weird to say because I was so high on them in the season. But you know, the game against Indianapolis, Indy's a really good defense. They didn't look tr- phenomenal in that game, and then obviously the Ravens game was just a defensive slugfest. So at least shows you know against a pretty good offensive team like the I like mean, Baltimore, yeah, they can they hold their Lamar own. Too, yeah, which takes out their one right their one off their one playmaker. Very true, but like I mean, at least their defense showed up there. Their offense didn't look that great, but I mean. So, so games like that happen. It's a defensive slug, but it happens. Yeah. But I haven't been too crazy impressed with Buffalo. I think they're going to somewhat bounce back in this game. This is going to be a very good game. I think it's going to be better than the than the Bucks Packers game. This is going to be the the game of the weekend probably. And we'll get into our picks later with like the Buffalo Kansas City thing. But even with Mahomes, I still I can still see Buffalo winning with Josh Allen. I mean, this is a huge spot for that team for this coaching staff for the fans. I mean, we I mean, what was it? Just a few 2017, I believe when. Uh, the Bills miraculously got in the playoffs at like nine and seven because 
Andy Dalton mm-hmm. threw that pass to beat yeah. the, the the Ravens. I mean, like, honestly, Josh Allen, even though he's like a higher level quarterback, he's still got. I mean, he he probably feels like he's got stuff to prove, but he doesn't. He's no, just, he's just he he's done. A, I mean, Josh Allen has nothing to lose here, really. Yeah, that's no. what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he's he's proven so he's much this season already. Himself. He's going to be a gunslinger in that game, and I mean, it's you know at Arrowhead. So, yeah. I mean, it'll be cold, but it may even be a little bit better for them since they're not in Buffalo where it's, like, negative 100 right now. Yeah. Like, the beauty of the Bills is they're like they're just like the Buccaneers, at my eyes. I mean, they, they do just enough to get the win. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom Brady hasn't blown any team out in the playoffs so far. He's won by 10, and he won by what? Nine, he won by, like, six. nine against the, yeah. Yeah, the football team. He does enough to win the game, and that's exactly what the Bills have done. And I can honestly see them doing the same thing against the Chiefs. It's going to be a tougher task. But uh, you're going to have to rise to that level. And Josh Allen has done that. I mean, their last 12 games, they've lost one game, and that was to a Hail Mary. Exactly. They, yeah. yeah. So, I was about to make that point, too. Yeah. Like, this, mean, they're a Hail Mary away from being 14-2. and two, Right. But their only loss is being the Titans and the Chiefs. Yeah. So that's a pretty good track record for them. Respectable. Very. It is. Yeah. And, I mean... And really, I mean, the Bills were coming in pretty hot to the playoffs, and that's why I said it surprised me they were kind of flat against the Colts and then the Ravens. The Ravens I'll kind of discredit because it's just the nature of that game. Yeah. But, I mean, the last couple of games of the season, they dropped they dropped 48 on the Buccaneers or on the Broncos, and they dropped 38 – or they dropped 48 on the Broncos, 38 on the Patriots, and 56 on the Dolphins. Like, their offense was kicking. And, and you know, Stephon Diggs looks like he was up there, not for MVP, but, you know, he led the league in catches and receptions and all that. He was – he's – grown up a ton buffalo after moving on from uh, minnesota and then josh allen's looking phenomenal mvp candidate this year it's really crazy to see like, just how all these young quarterbacks are doing so well in the nfl now i mean i i remember like half a decade ago young quarterbacks it was rare to yeah. see a really good one and like we i mean even though we didn't have as much you know knowledge about anything regarding you know the nfl or anything we wouldn't have thought that most of these quarterbacks would have turned out yeah, no. I mean Patrick. If they weren't like top five, we were like, oh man, they're they're probably not going to be that good. Yeah, you know. I mean, even even so, you had the years where you had like Manziel and RG three who were top five. They did off. I mean, they didn't translate to the NFL. Like, yeah, like we thought those guys were going to be ballers. Just exactly. Because, oh, they won the Heisman. Like there was a strong before probably like twenty seventeen. There was a like maybe twenty sixteen. Like even just like myself, I was like first round quarterbacks don't work out. I just yeah. thought that never happened because like the good ones, Tom Brady, six rounder. You had a. Uh, you had um, Russell Wilson, third rounder, like some of the, the elite quarterbacks. Yeah, Dak, the best. Yeah, Dak, fourth rounder. Where was it? Was Ro- where was Rogers drafted? He was. I don't know. He, if he was, was late first. Yeah, he was late. He was, late first. They had that video ago where yeah, that was he was just sitting ago, there but. in the draft room for so long, and he thought he was yeah. going to get picked, and everyone yeah. passed on him. It's like a lot of times, like like I said before, there. It's like you either get drafted late or you're a quarterback that gets to sit behind a good one, and that's how you become good. I mean, that's like Rogers was behind Favre. You had Mahomes behind Alex Smith, which Alex Smith is, isn't amazing, but he's a solid, like, mechanical quarterback. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith doesn't make mistakes, really. He's a good guy to learn behind. Yeah. But these first-rounders just coming out of nowhere now. I mean, jo- I mean, they're all making conference championships, it seems. Deshaun Watson hasn't, but he's come really close, yeah, like, last year. Passing, he won the passing leader this yeah, year. Yeah, he won the passing. Baker Mayfield was really close to making one this year. Josh Allen made one. Um, I'm trying to think off the top Mahomes. of my head. Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahomes, I mean, yeah, Mahomes, enough said there. Lamar Jackson won the, MVP. The beauty of first-round quarterbacks, is it, or quarterbacks in general, is it's all fate. Like, you're either destined to be put in the perfect situation or you're not. Like, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, was, if he went to any other team, he's not who he is. Oh, know? yeah. He was put to the perfect team at the perfect time. And 
it's kind of like that Baker went to the Browns when they were establishing getting good drafts and having good talent. You know, Josh Allen's on the Bills at the perfect time because they have a good defense and they brought in the weapons for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's your it's fate. You know, it's going to be very interesting to watch this year how that plays out. Yeah, we got so many new quarterbacks coming this year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and then you had like twenty. I mean, twenty sixteen was crazy because you have Goff and Wentz one and two, and they go to Super Bowls in the next two years. You yeah, twenty eighteen you have one or twenty seventeen you have Wentz Super Bowl. Twenty eighteen you have a Go- uh, Goff Super Bowl, and then twenty sixteen that year of that draft, Dak probably could have gone to the championship game at the least if they hadn't faced Aaron Rodgers, yeah. the bad man. Yeah, and they had a what was it the field goal that like put it gave the Packers a win and like got miss and then it went in because like the hand of god pushed it in kind of thing cowboys fans hate that game yeah. so much the but. only one that hasn't panned out that i can think of off the top of my head in, like the last five years is trubisky josh rosen oh him too yeah and no, darnold and darnold maybe darnold Darnold's. are we not going to talk about Wentz? Wentz, i mean besides going to a super bowl he's i mean at this point him and goff are kind of questionable at this point oh, they dropped off cliffs. they dropped off cliffs goff I mean, golf is okay. McVeigh has said he doesn't even trust golf. Like that's why they started like Walford a yeah, couple I know, times. But compared to these other guys that are putting up tremendous stats yeah. week in week out, like Dak Watson, nothing. Mahomes, you Allen, know, I think is on that on track to be on that bad list is Tua. Tua? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Tua. Tua. I don't. I mean, that's why we're saying they should trade for Watson. Right. I, mean, I don't think Tua is the answer. I mean, no. he's kind of like that Dwayne Haskins situation, though. He yeah, is. He is. To be Al- fair, Al- 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 right. you're, right. well you're right. You give him. A we few have to more give games. Him, we'll see. We have to give him another year. Yeah. If we give him another full season to start, where he plays every game. It's about Tua or Haskins. Tua. Okay. Yeah. If he How doesn't many perform, games did Tua start? Seven not or eight. That's why we need to. He started a few, game. and then Fitzpatrick came back in, or they would switch out. I'm just saying, I don't see much from him now. But if we give him another year to start, then we'll we'll know. But yeah. I'll say, I don't know. It's just, I mean, like, like to sum it all up, like just these young quarterbacks, it's crazy. Like, it's just insane. That the, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, it's crazy as you see all this stuff. It's like, um, the, just the divisional round for the AFC. You had Lamar, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and Mahomes. They've all been drafted since 2017. They've yeah. all only been in the league. They're all in their rookie deals besides Mahomes, who just signed their full extension. So, and then you have the NFC side, the divisional round, where you have Jared Goff, who we don't count him really because mm-hmm. you probably should have had Russell Wilson in that spot. But then you have. Mm-hmm. We'll say Russell Wilson. You have Rodgers, Wilson, Brady, and Breeze, who their combined age is probably like averages like to 37. And that's just because Wilson's a little younger. Right. Yeah. Like the age difference in the conferences is crazy. And so, yeah. but the AFC is, I guess, better at developing young talent than the NFC because the NFC can't get. I, I don't mean, know, man. It, it depends on. Well, what, the AFC is normally the worst. So. It, depend, it depends on coaches Other than the and saving us. GMs. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I was going to talk about with fate is look at Trevor in the situation he's going into. His team has $100 million in cap space. They just signed Urban Meyer, who uh-huh. has been a successful coach everywhere he's gone. And barely outbeat uh, right. the Jets for the first right. pick. Barely, it was and, fate because he yeah. was going to go to the Jets. Right. Yeah. Fate decided that the Jaguars would actually go to the Jets. Yeah, and it just looks like it's going to be I, set up for Trevor to be very successful. I think they'll be – I mean, James Robinson's a stud. They should probably get a receiver in this draft because there's They're a lot of good receivers. Definitely. Their Herb. defense isn't terrible – you know, it's, it's just young. It's just we young. got Josh Allen from Kentucky, your boy. Yeah, love and that then, man. Uh, Caleb on Chasen. Yeah, from LSU. Who he's he's all right. He could be good. And we got C.J. Henderson, the corner from Florida, who's mm-hmm. a who was a rookie this past season. So we got a lot of young talent. Yeah, exactly. You should just you know, there's a lot of, a lot of good talent around there. But yep. um, let's shift. We'll shift to the NFC side for a little bit before we go into our next break. But Packers and Bucks for this other matchup. Huge. I mean, this is. I mean. 
this game for all the marbles, man. It, it is, and I was trying to get into that. I was trying to get my words words <laughs> spit out a little bit, but like legacy wise on this side of the game, because Mahomes and Allen, they're just starting out. This yeah. game, it's two quarterbacks. They're at the end of their careers. Brady has a couple years left. Rogers as well, but you know they're nearing the end. Brady. Heck, he should have been retired two years ago. He's just somehow is he's like LeBron. He just doesn't age at this it's point. Them rings, yeah, it's you know? it's amazing. But <clears throat> who would you like? Who's between Rodgers and Brady? Who is this game more like important to? Would you say? Well, it could go both ways. I mean, Brady. I don't think anybody loves winning Super Bowls more than Tom Brady does because I mean the guy just does it year in year out. And I know Rodgers has only one, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean it means a lot to him to add to his legacy with that second ring. But I, I mean, it means a lot to both these guys. So you really don't. I really can't say either one is wanting it more than the other. I think legacy wise, it goes for more towards Rodgers. I mean, Tom yeah. Brady's got what six or seven? Yeah, I but, can't even count that high. You know, I mean, the, the whole reason he left New England. I mean, it's he could have retired more. if he was satisfied with more. his career. He would have retired. Yeah, it was to win more. But yeah. I think it'll. I mean, Aaron Rodgers will still probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. But I mean, I think if this this would solidify him if he won this Super Bowl as, like, you know, probably one of the greatest of all time. Which, I mean, there's so many guys that could be on that list, but this would put his name higher up there. Yeah. Oh, it means a lot to both these guys. I I mean, mean, Aaron Rodgers is is wanting this bad. Personally, I'm pulling for Tay Adams to get a (laughs) ring himself, you know. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones, I don't know. There's a lot of good players on both of those teams. I mean, yeah, you've got Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. Has Um, Antonio Brown ever won a ring? No. Yeah, he wants it too. Exactly. That's the whole reason he's with Tom Brady is because he wants to get that ring. Gronk came back. Yep, he wants another ring. I don't know, man. A lot it's, going. It's on. a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I'll say with like the legacy thing, it's like Tom Brady. I think the main the main point for legacy for Tom Brady is that he can win it on both sides, NFC and AFC. I mean, that's a big thing with LeBron when he went to uh, the Lakers. Yeah, everyone was saying the East is so easy. And you know the Cavs were just walking all over the place because every every the teams in the East sucked before like Giannis got there and the Bucks became. He won with the Heat back in the day. Yeah, he won with the Heat back in the day as well. And then so he's like, you know what? Shut it, guys. I'll go over to the Lakers and we'll win it all that year. And he had the one year where they didn't make the playoffs, which we're not going to talk about because he was like injured for some of it. But then he made the he last year he swept through the playoffs and won it. Um, And I mean, you know, they're not a super team like. The Nets or anything, but they're still yeah, besides AD. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but, they're but, not a super. Team? Besides AD, I think they the, have the seven Lakers All-Stars. are. Oh, I'm about to say. Yeah, no, I'm saying no. Like they're not. They don't have a big three or whatever. They have right? a big two, which are two of the top five a players. Big, in the NFL. Yeah. A big two, and then a, a and then a solid good, cast. Yeah, with good guys with a bunch them. of depth. Montrezl Harrell. That's, yeah, that's what I think Tom that. Brady is trying mm-hmm. to do. And you could say Tom Brady assembled a super team in uh, no, in that's Tampa exactly Bay. But what it is. I mean, you know, that's kind of the comparison I was trying to get. Borderline a super offense. I mean, the defense is okay, but they're not a super defense. The, th- yeah. the thing about the offense is they brought in big names. Like, you know, you brought in, like, Gronk, which, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, they brought in Gronk, but Gronk's done, like, nothing. No, he's really hasn't done anything all year. Leonard Antonio Fournette. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, who hasn't really done anything. They brought in Leonard Fournette. I mean, if you had said this roster, like, if you had said in 2017, all these guys are on the Bucks, you, just said you would have thought, this team's 16-0. and You said last year. I would have been like, what the heck is going on down in Tampa yeah, Bay? Like, this team is insane. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, besides, like, Antonio Brown and Gronk and Fournette, Fournette haven't played great. I'd argue that Ronald Jones is the better running back of the two. But that's what Brady's trying to prove. Like He can do it on both sides. He can win no matter what. He can win without Belichick. That's the big thing. 
Um, for Rodgers, I think this is mostly like legacy-wise. I'd say it's bigger for him because Brady already had six rings. He can already put a Super Bowl ring on two different hands for mm-hmm. crying out loud. Rodgers is trying to get his second. And Rodgers, you know, you argue – people argue that Rodgers is the GOAT because, you know, just like his playmaking ability. Brady, Brady is the GOAT in my opinion. He's the greatest winner in the NFL. Like, obviously, six Super Bowls, he's a winner. Yeah. But, you know, Rodgers, he's like a Mahomes kind of guy. He's going to – he's the gunslinger. He's going to get you the big play in the big moment. Um, he might be a better mechanical quarterback. Doesn't mean he's the best ever. I think what Rodgers is trying to prove is he can win a second Super Bowl. He can, you know, because having one's great, but you want to have two. Because a lot of quarterbacks only have one. I mean, heck, Eli Manning has two, and I don't think I'd say Eli Manning's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers ever. Yeah, agreed. So he wins that second one, and I mean, they've he's come so close. He's been to three straight NFC Championship games that he's lost. He's lost three straight. The last three he's been to. He uh. Like what was it? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. He blew the one in Seattle when they had the onside kick and they lost in overtime. Blew a double-digit lead in the yeah. fourth quarter. Got murdered by Atlanta in 2016. And then uh, last year they got blown out by uh, San Francisco. And all three times he's been on the road. This is his first NFC Championship game he's ever had at home, which is really crazy to think about. But this is the first time they've ever played an NFC Championship game at Lambeau with Rodgers. So he's definitely going to go in this game like this is his opportunity. I mean, you're in Lambeau. Nobody plays better in Lambeau in the wintertime than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Tom Brady's used to it in New England, but I really highly doubt Mike Evans and all those guys are very used to playing in snow when they're it comes. They're seasoned players, though. I mean, they're grown men. They're going to get over it and like, oh, football's coming my yeah, way. I, I mean, want to catch it. It's going to be fun. I'm so stoked to watch this game. I mean, you can't deny the greatness in both of these quarterbacks. They both win games just purely from their want to win, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what they do. And it's it's going to be great when it comes down to that fourth quarter and to see what quarterback comes out on top. I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. Are the games is it one Saturday and one Sunday? Or are they both on Sunday? How do, do we know? Do we know I on top no or head? They're both on Sunday. They're both on Sunday. Yep. Okay. I'm, I am I'm not moving on Sunday. I'm watching all this. <laughs> But we're going to get into our last segment here. We're going to go into game picks here because we're running out low on time. I know we have a lot to talk about with game picks. So I did update our Google Doc. So it actually has everybody's record now. So mm. me and James are one off. Liam, you are, are Liam, you are three and six. Too <laughs> many crickets. It's, you know, phenomenal. i got to come back next week just to get 500 you have to get You have to get both these right in the Super Bowl to get 500. Chris, you are nine and ten. All right, so all right. not too bad. You, you, can, you can go over 500. Me and Jameson are uh, one game apart, 54 and 36, and 55 and 35. Wow. I think this was a pretty successful season for me and him. I think we did yeah, very did well. well. I can't. I think we were we were closer to 500 last year than we were this year. I mean, heck, Jameson, he's 20 games off 500, so or 10 games if you count the since our losses equal wins. But either right. way, um, huge week for this. Two games, obviously, Bills at Chiefs, and then we have the Buccaneers at Packers. Talking about this with you two a little bit earlier in the show, but my path to beating Jamison is what I'm mostly caring about. Jamison got his picks in. He's picking the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, so I'm going against this most likely. I'm still iffy on the Bills and Chiefs, and I'll decide that at the end of this probably, but uh, I'm very high on the Packers to win this game. But we'll start off Packers and Buccaneers. Liam, we'll start with you like we did last week. Liam, then Chris, then me. How are you feeling about Aaron Rodgers and Brady? It's I know it's so hard to bet against Brady, but it's in Lambeau. How, who are you picking here? So last week, I picked the buck. I picked, I went all underdogs just as a bet. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to try to. You're pick not that a dumb. The Buccaneers did not let you down, though. No, they didn't. I'm going to try to pick a little more serious. Have a little more depth to my thoughts here. Uh, yeah, I did make a point. All the Buccaneers players are seasoned players. Mm-hmm. All have a bunch of talent. 
But I think the Packers are going to sneak it. Ooh, like sneak it's, it. It's going to be sneaky, like less than a touchdown game. Uh, I don't know, probably something big like what happened last week with Lazard or, you know, Valdez-Scantling mm-hmm. instead of uh, – Tay ins- Adams. Yeah, instead of my guy Tay Adams. And Aaron Jones will probably be pretty steady too, so. Um, well, I have – kind of gone back and forth throughout the season i've picked tom brady and he's lost and then i've picked against tom brady yeah, and that's what's won. happened to me too <laughs> yeah and it's just been weird but it's the playoffs i didn't pick tom brady last week and i should have and i think brady and that offense gets the job done in lambo and i will take the buccaneers <laughs> To the Super Bowl for Tom Brady to get that seventh ring. I mean, look, last week the one game that Chris picked different than us, um, me and Liam got it right. Yep, just the Bucks. So uh, I'm going to stick with that. And I'm, I mean, I've already said this. Really, I'm going with the Packers here. I'm really high. I mean, look, so many great quarterbacks, and there's been so many great games in Lambeau Field. This is an NFC Championship game in Lambeau. I know Rodgers is going to be motivated more than he's ever been for an NFC Championship he's game. He's going to be so nonchalant about he's it. He's just going to walk in. He's like casual, just. Three touchdowns. Have his, have his hands in his little. Let's uh, just hope we don't see that smirk little, yeah. that he gives. He's I'm gonna have his hands in his little cubby. <laughs> talk to that nice looking. I really uh, think this is gonna be a 300 yard, yeah. three touchdown game. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> three. T- I mean, he's gonna put a discount double check on there somewhere. Now, granted, the bu- the Packers and Bucks play in Week Six, and the Packers were up ten to nothing, and Rodgers did a little discount double check mm-hmm. belt thing in the end zone, and then the Buccaneers decided to drop 38 straight points on the Packers. Yeah. But this is a different team. This is a different Packers that was in that was in Tampa, and the Packers weren't playing terrible. They just you know they just kept turning the ball over, and the and, um, and the Buccaneers were getting short fields. They just kept scoring. They just kept scoring. It was it was one of those kind of games that they happen. But this is in Lambeau. You can't deny Rodgers is going to be so prepared for this game, and he's going to want to prove. I mean, he's going to want to prove everything this game. I got know? an off-topic question real quick uh, yeah. regarding Aaron Rodgers. Does okay. he still date Danica Patrick? No, I highly I, I don't think so. Oh, well, I was going to say you know she'd come out there and do donuts on the field or something. But... <laughs> she should do it anyway. More motivated. <laughs> yeah. He'll get mad that she ruined their field and he'll uh, throw. Yeah. But no, th- I'm, you know, 250 to 300 yards, three touchdowns, I'm seeing it. I'm thinking a big play to Tay Adams or Scout it or about his Scantling or Lazard. Anyone, I'm taking the Packers here. I like it. Tom Brady, NFC is a different, different animal. I'm talking so much smack. I think the Buccaneers are going to win now, but <laughs> yeah. the NFC is a different animal, Brady. You beat two. You beat a guy who can't throw past 15 yards and you beat Tyler Haneke. Uh, the Packers are a different animal. So I'm going yeah. with the Packers here. Switch to the AFC side, Bills and Chiefs, Liam. Chiefs, we don't know about Mahomes. I'm probably about 90% certain he's playing. He's going to force his way on that field somehow. And, I mean, you all, I mean, there's legends and, like, stories like this. You know, the hurt player, the star comes in, wins the game. I can see the Chiefs winning this, but how are you feeling this game's going to go down in uh, Arrowhead? Man, I'm skeptical about it, uh, about uh, Mahomes and, you know, the running back situation they got going on. But I'm not picking against them i'm sticking with the chiefs i think uh Mahomie will play and uh he's gonna probably go lights out mm-hmm. mahomes is going to play and all right i fully believe that he's going to not play like he has oh. uh, this entire season and there are going to be some broken tables in buffalo I got the Bills. Ooh. Wow. Yep. Look, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, so switch up. I'm just as excited. 
like if the Bills win. I'm just as excited for this game as I am for the Bills winning and seeing whatever happens in the streets of Buffalo afterwards. Because, I mean, those guys, it's like if, if frat guys were a fan base, it's the Bills. Yeah, like, we should watch the COVID statistics in Buffalo. They'll it, freeze off them or something because they'll be out there if it's 15 degrees. Either way. They don't care. It's now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and it's going to seem completely off topic, but it's going to make sense when I bring it around. But when Jason Garrett was a coach for the Dallas Cowboys, everyone hated him because he was conservative. You know, we're on the one-yard line, fourth and one, take the field goal. He'd do that. We hated him for that. And what I have against Jamison, I can either pick the Chiefs and have one game different, and if the Packers win, we tie. That's fine. We go to the Super Bowl, and I play to, uh, to, to tie him there or beat him there in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Or if we uh, get one wrong, I could be down a game still to him if I pick the exact same as him, and then I'd go to the Super Bowl just to tie him. You know, i just take my bets, take my losses, and do it. But when Jason Garrett, Garrett was Jason Garrett. when Jason Garrett was quarterback, or was Jason Garrett was quarterback when he was the head coach, <laughs> I hated him for being conservative. I want someone who's going to run the fourth and one play. So I'm going to take the Bills because I'm going to all or nothing it right here. I'm taking the Let's Bills. Wow. If I get both these right, I'm ahead of Jameson. I'll pick the same team he does in the Super Bowl. I have the victory for the season. Mm. If I get both these wrong, I'm down three games. <laughs> You're a sneaky little yeah. fella. I'm very sneaky. If I get both of them wrong, I'm down three games to him. And then it's, at that point, I'm just playing for pride at that point and getting the Super Bowl pick right. That's what I did last year. I was down too much. I was like, I'm going to pick the Chiefs because it's going to get me the pick right at least. And I'll be happy with that. So I'm going with the Bills. I want a huge celebration in the streets. I want tables broken. I want lampposts pulled down. Don't Man. be Philly and burn houses or cars. <laughs> Just break some tables and pull down some lampposts. And don't curse out people who don't deserve it. That's what Philly does. I hate Philly when they did that for the Super Bowl. So Buffalo, be the good sport. Josh Allen, go to the Super Bowl and make the 2017 draft class proud. Or the 2018 draft class proud. Bills. Bills and Packers. Love it. That's I big. love it. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not against that pick, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I. I I'm surprised it. Chris picked the Bills. I really didn't think. Really? Dude, that yeah. was like it's like he pulled out the Bills freaking mascot the helmet. Head. I should have. I need to do that. I'm gonna be like Lee Corso and bring yeah. a mascot head in. We got one more game to do it. You Let's got, do it. I mean, how you picked what the the Bucks and the Bills? I don't know how easy. It would I mean, be I'll to just make come it. in here with Dude. a TB12 jersey on. <laughs> yeah. No, next week I'm if I come back on, I'm gonna look so swaggy. <laughs> It's gonna be great. Oh my god, I'm I'm ex- I'm I'm sitting down Sunday and I'm just watching these games. I'm excited. It's I mean, be amazing. I think if Mahomes plays or not, it's gonna be a good game. And if Mahomes does play, who knows how 100 percent he's gonna be? It's gonna It'll be a still good game. be a good game. Yeah. Just imagine if like I mean you like you have Rodgers, Mahomes, and Brady, and then you have Josh Allen. If Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl this year, like what do you say it like against him at he's that point? He's solidified with them. Like like, like he has to beat Mahomes. Dude. He, that's okay. big. That's yeah, but this isn't this isn't twenty nine, thirty year old Brady. This is forty three year old Brady. We have to yeah, who just who oh just you know he's in the NFC Championship game and he's about to yes, make the Super Bowl. But game. let's be honest, this isn't he's prime Tom Brady. Quarterback of all time. The team he's on right now yeah, is probably better than any Patriots team he's been on. Was Michael Jordan the same when he was on the Wizards? No, but no, but he also didn't no. get this. Far. The Wizards didn't make the finals or yeah. the conference get, championship. But I'm saying that. It's not the same Brady. Well, look, I mean, it is. Allen has to go Brady. through Mahomes and then either Rodgers or Brady. He's got to go t- through solidified quarterbacks who have all already made their mark, whether they be twenty-five and he, or forty. Be, and he already forced Philip Rivers to retire, and he just beat the MVP. It'll be in, a great season, Lamar. but he has to do it again to be solidified as a top-tier quarterback like them. I think he he, to, you have the top tier. You have Mahomes and Rodgers and them, and then like Wilson. And then you have the second tier, which is you know your Allens, your Watsons, your Dax. Your uh, the Bills were trash before he got there, though. Man. I know one time is luck. Multiple times is when you're actually 
good. I mean, Blake, Brady has six rings. I give him that. Blake Bortles made a championship <laughs> exactly. a couple years ago. He should have made it to the Super Bowl. He should have made it. The ref screwed him. I was so wanting the Vikings Jaguars Super Bowl that year. That would have been so great. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> that would have been awesome. But, but that year, my two, I wanted the Vi- Vikings Jaguars. Got them both wrong. Last year, I got one of the two games right in the championship team. So I'm going 2-0 and this year. No, uh, I'm going 2-0 and this year, baby. What did you pick? The Chiefs and the Bucks? Yeah, no. Liam, no, you picked you pick the Packers. Chiefs and Packers. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. That's You're what. three and six? Yes, he's three and six. So three and eight next week or three and seven? <laughs> It'd be four and seven, technically. Four and seven. Sorry. Four and seven. We'll see. I suck. I suck. I'm sorry. You're not. All bad. my fans out there. You you make it fun. You pick the fun picks. Yeah. All, yeah. all my fans out there, I'll just start being like Pat McAfee or something and <laughs> just try to bring energy to the. Yeah, you, the shotgun, a, you shotgun a Mountain Dew. And then you just pick, pick the worst picks. Next, That's what you and then do. you next argue week, yourself as a like a, as baby lamp. If you get them yeah. both right, you can shotgun them out and do in here. All right, next with next, towels on the ground. Next, yell at me, next week, I'm gonna. I already know what I'm gonna wear. And it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited. To we'll see we'll it. look forward to it, but. Uh, that's going to do it for the show, guys. Great show again. Uh, looking forward to this game. Uh, I'm sure we'll all be texting during the games or whatever. This oh, yeah. is yes, going to be phenomenal. Looking forward to the show next week, and then we'll have a Super Bowl preview show that probably the next week following because I think it's like a two-week gap. I don't know if they're doing that this year because there's no Pro Bowl, but yeah. whatever. We'll figure it out at the time. But, uh, guys, thanks for listening to the show as always. If you weren't able to listen to the entire thing, be sure to follow us on our podcasting platforms. We are on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, the Amazon Podcasting family, and everywhere else you can find your podcasts and audio sources. So just check us out on there. Look up Off the Bench. Look for our green, gray, white logo, and we are right there. All the episodes from this year and last year there as well. And if you want to follow us on social media, please, please do. You can see all the game picks we just made and all the comments we make on those posts when someone, probably Liam, eventually gets them wrong. Oh, yeah. So just follow us on there at Off the Bench XLR. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, whatever platform you prefer. We are on there. Just again, look for our green, gray, and white logo. That is again at Off the Bench XLR. Guys, anyway, great show. We will be back next week, four to six. So, guys, stay in the game and off the bench and have a good night. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.